cool. We'll start the go. We'll start the recording. Hi, Lola. Lola, it's time for a shot cast. How are you, pupper? I'll tell you, she's excited. You know why? Because Bad Kitty had a birthday this week. Oh my god, Bad Kitty sixty four had a birthday. Yes. That's amazing. Happy uh, birthday again, Bad Kitty. Happy birthday, Bad Kitty. I didn't I did not realize she streamed games. I might have to check out one of her streams. I was watching her last night. What'd she play? Rogue Legacy. Oh, solid choice. I love that game. <laughs> it's so good. I love that game. It's like, I love the voiceover in it. It's like, you bastards. <laughs> it's like some of the cheesiest stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game is just so delightfully irreverent. It's yeah. great. It's great. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, and she was doing great. So it was, it was I, I actually, it might be one of my favorite games to watch her stream. Yeah. I've uh, watched her stream Nino Kuni. Uh-huh. It works out great for us because, like, she streams the games that I have no interest in playing, but I would watch. Yeah, and then she's interesting because it's Bad Kitty sixty four. Streaming is that's part of it. The the phenomenon of streaming that I find interesting. Like, I love Dark Souls, but there are times when I'm like, man, I'm tired, but I want to watch Dark Souls. So I'll pull up one of Lobos's YouTube videos and just mm-hmm. watch him do some crazy challenge run. Yeah, like he there's a Shovel Knight mod for Dark Souls where you play as Shovel Knight. You've got the blue armor. You've got the shovel. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever try this, but this looks like a fun thing to watch. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, that sounds great. Streaming streaming is great for that. Uh, like, a game that I rarely play that we did play this week is GTA Online. Oh, yeah, you guys did play um, that earlier. Yeah, and I I enjoy that game a lot, but I don't really play it very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite streamers is Josh Hawkins, that rage guy. Yes, that Twitch. dude does some role-playing in GTA. He's doing GTA RP. Still, dude, this is like a year later yeah. now. Yeah, he's a year into it. His production's way up. Uh, he's got a solid group of fans there that are coming back every night. That's awesome. Him stream. His stories are getting better. You know, he's Jasper right now, and like <laughs> doing his thing, and like it's just great. So I, does he do it live, or does he like yeah. play, record? Edit? No, everyone's wow. getting in there together live, and and like existing in this world. That's together. even more impressive. Yeah, and they have a Discord, and they coordinate it. It's it's crazy. So There's I've multiple been multiple streams that you could watch of the same event happening. You know, I'm writing like four books at once right now, so I haven't had time to play uh-huh. like really anything but Hollow Knight. Still dabbling in GTA Five, mm-hmm. but I haven't tried the online mode yet. How exactly? I, I realize I'm like five years in the past. Are you on but PC? I'm on PC, okay, but like, is GTA those. Online I'll like is it a massive world, or you do create instances for friends? There are instances that you can create for friends that are private. Okay, or you can jump into an instance that's public. Okay, and you can do some events in the public realm, and you can do some events in the private realm. Okay, but is there persistence to your character that like yeah. carries over no matter? Yeah. Okay, there's a rank. That's there, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I need to get into that. Yeah. We could easily have uh, you join our crew because we had Charles, uh, Chris, uh, and uh, Timmy Taste. Okay. And then I was rolling around. I have a pink armored car with a very unoffensive rendition of the shack crest on the side. Okay. It's like a light bulb and a gun and then like a shack and something else. Okay. That is inoffensive. Yeah. It's not not very offensive at all. (laughs) No. Uh, which is a good thing. You don't want to offend people. No. With lamps. No. Specifically. I guess that, yeah, our shack crest is undergoing some, I would say some much needed. It's under construction. Innovation. But you know what? I hope they like the new one. They won't. I can't wait to hear the complaints. Like if there are no offensive jokes in it, then it's good. Right. And the thing is, here's the thing. If you, if I kept the deer, what would you say? I am one of those who's like, I've been around for a while, but I didn't even know about the lamp thing until yeah. recently. So but what do you think of the deer? 
I like the deer. Oh, it's thirsty. Yeah, is that the meme? Shit, it must be. I thirsty. thought I was around for that. I thought it was hilarious. I think it's great. I'd be fine with that. Okay, yeah. it's staying. Yeah, the deer stays. Everything else goes. I guess this is kind of contextualist. There's in the Shack News crest. It's a shield with, with there were four images in it, mm-hmm. and one kind of alluded to uh, multiple of them. Well, are multiple. Offensive. I guess multiple of them are you offensive. Can say that every single one of them, except for the Shack, is offensive. Except yeah. for the deer. No, the deer is just the deer's not offensive. No, it's just the Shack weird logo and the thing. deer are the only things that aren't really yeah. technically offensive. The other ones are pretty offensive or a stupid. They name. are, but we're we're retiring them. Yeah, that's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know what it, it reminds me of? Hmm. Is when we got rid of it, it gets you chicks. Yeah, like it was just time for it to go. I was like, this is, the, it, we're past this. Yeah. So we're passing lamp sh- uh, sand lime. Yeah. And we're going to a new world yeah. next week. Next week, man. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. You and I have been banging on the shack redesign. Yeah. For a week now? Mm-hmm. A week and a half, something like that? Oh, I wish. A week? Months? Oh, you've been banging months. on it for months. I've been like, like I'm kind of was this has been, recently exposed yeah, last week. I think for me, yeah. I, I started this in January. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm ready for this first phase to be done. Yeah, and then to really get to work on the second phase uh, is going to be, yeah, that'll take me in the next year most likely. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how fast we can spin up that second part of the site but the first part looks so fucking good it does uh and i'm excited for it i'm i i know that i i will sound biased and people will assume i'm biased but i've seen a lot of website redesigns over the years honestly shacks is one of the nicest they've seen it's not like too far from what we already have or what has been so mm-hmm. people won't be alienated like what where's my shack news mm-hmm. but it's really clean it's sleek it's very functional Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a really clean, <laughs> slick site. Yep, I don't want to. I don't want to because uh, this will technically come yeah. out before the redesign. I just, I can't wait for people to yeah. see it. Um, so I don't want to spoil too much. But no, I, no, I no. Want to let them know that we are addressing Need any taste, any crust issues. Yeah, have been addressed. We're we're cutting the crust off of this crust. Yeah, the crusty crust is crapped out. Yeah, <laughs> crusty yeah. crust, crusty crust is crapped out. And we're moving on. Yes. So yeah, that'll be our intro. Okay. Um, that works. Yeah. It's it was quick and dirty for once. It was the it last was. the last one was twenty minutes long with Blake. Oh well, it it's was, Blake, dude. That dude is just ad libs through life. We, our intro was twenty minutes long, <laughs> and then at forty five minutes he pulled out the cable, and we had a corrupt file that I had to recover with audacity, and it worked. Do you realize we're coming up on the one year anniversary uh, of? The, the yeah, Shack cast? I, I realize that. We're not going to hit 52 episodes before that, I don't think. No. But we'll, we'll have it'll have been a year because we sat down at QuakeCon, right? And did the first one. That's right. But QuakeCon was at a different time of year last year? It was. So I don't remember when it was. I think it was later in August. We'll have to look it up. I could easily that find this out. Right. That sounds right. Um. Yep, still uploading video because I have potato internet. Right. Um. But yeah, let me look this up. We're coming for you, Maslin Cable. Oh my God! Can we? Let's just ma- dedicate our episode to it. <laughs> just call it like "fuck you, Maslin Cable." You're out. Quake, holy hell! What's the name of the first one? Yeah, episode one. Yeah, August twenty sixth. Yeah, it was super late last year. It was later in August last year. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we still have time until the anniversary episode. Okay. Okay. If we rush, we could get to fifty-two. <laughs> what was the name of that Mexican place where we ate last year? El that's Phoenix. What, oh, oh, how could I forget El Phoenix Taco, <sighs> the first sponsor? That's right. That's of right. The Shack Cast. Oh man, their tacos were so good. Oh, they will be good again. I am. Oh, that's when you ate seven tacos and then reviewed Madden. I did. Like a champ. I did it for Shack. Doing News. for Shack. News. I'm not reviewing Madden this year. I'm gonna try to get a PC code for Chris. Oh, nice. Okay. I think that'd be better. Okay. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, so we're not at our anniversary week just yet. Okay. But it's coming up. It'll be a big deal. We'll throw a we'll throw a virtual party for everyone on the nice podcast. Look at that. I know it's so pretty. Look at it. I can't help but just leave the redesign open on my site. Yeah, dude. On my browser. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> now we'll start the show. Welcome to the Shack Cast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Asif Khanum, CEO, editor in chief, chief puppy wrangler. This week, because my puppy is actually wrangled by David over there. Yeah, I'm taking uh, over the role of chief puppy wrangler. Our right now. long reads editor, yeah. making the long drive across the mean streets of Canton, Ohio, with you know the football folks in town. You had to deal with some traffic tonight, man. We have traffic in Canton. Breaking yeah. news. One time a the, year, Canton is hopping. I need that like NBC. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> Breaking news in Canton, Ohio. We have traffic. Canton, Ohio residents were stunned today when traffic <laughs> appeared as if out of nowhere. <laughs> Suddenly all these people are here for the Football Hall of Fame. And they're just, they're taking up space. They're going to Chick-fil-A. They're, and apparently there's some fireworks today. So there's even more people just sitting on the side of the road or the side of parking lots. Hall of Fame 
week now. It's just it's just it's like a bigger production every year. Like they yeah. have the balloon lift off, they have the firework, there's a parade. Yeah. I just don't drive during this time of year. I'm gonna drive away from Canton the rest of this week. Yeah. I think I'll be I'll be having some Swensons. I'm going to because the the out of town folks don't know about Swenson. That's they, right. They don't know about that gyro spot unless they're listening to the Shack Cast. Well, then they know. Then they know. They're super well informed if they're coming, uh, you know, into town. You have you have your Swensons. I want to try China Star, our official sponsor. Yes, of this week's episode. I fucks with China Star. That's that. That's my official stance. My review. <laughs> I fucks with China Star. <laughs> that shit is dope. You need to get on board, have man. You, have they delivered to you? I don't get delivery from them. I like going because. Oh, you I, don't? As in, like you can, but you choose not to. I can. Okay. I choose not to. I think they might have a, a an order limit. You know, I'm just buying for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd rather just go drive and pick it up than order like twice as much as what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also in winter, hell yeah, I'm going to use their delivery feature. Yes. But right now, no, I'm I'm. I saw the menus. It's a ten dollar limit. I feel like we, one person could hit that pretty easily, so we'll be okay in the winter. Yeah, I think my I get so I got a uh, a black pepper chicken, mm-hmm. right, and some white rice on the side, and I think it's about eleven dollars. That's not bad at all. No, it's really not, and they're sizable portions. Yeah, uh, it's way better than our other options around here. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I even took Michael Wang there. So here's the thing. Yeah. Let's get off on a little uh, Ohio, Northeast Ohio di- diet tangent. Oh, of course. Michael Wang came into town. Yeah. He did a tour of the Northeast Ohio diet. <laughs> we did not go to El Rincon for obvious reasons. The, yeah. The, our issues that we currently have with uh, them. Yes. Uh, but we did go to Swenson's. Okay. Multiple times. What did he get there? Okay. First time he got the he got a galley boy. Okay. You got the staple. Didn't really like it, but loved the milkshake and the onion rings. Nice. Okay. So another night, I want to say we went to Bombay Sitar the next night. And he got uh, probably, I think he got lamb biryani. I got chicken biryani, chicken and rice. Mm -hmm. He got Mm -hmm. lamb and rice. But as a backup, no, that might have been the Chinese food night. One night, he got Swenson's onion rings as a backup. (laughs) <laughs> he maybe go to swenson's just for onion rings and a shake <laughs> so he didn't like it the first night and then he went back there yeah um their shakes are great yeah i know uh so yeah he loved bombay sitar though yeah that place His that's my favorite was, restaurant in canton i would say he said the first time he got it it wasn't spicy enough we got it twice okay we did it one time for lunch one time for dinner while so he, he hit the buffet mm-hmm. he tried the buffet no okay. we didn't do the buffet oh yeah, he, he, we just, he, we were both working. So yeah. We just okay. got it to go. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it, Bombay sitar is awesome. Like, it might be my favorite of the Northeast Ohio diet. Yeah. Restaurant. It's, it's definitely mine. If we had like a, a tournament, like a, like a, I don't know, one of those like final four brackets <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for our Northeast Ohio foods, I, they'd be a one seed. Yep. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like they're a strong contender. They uh, are. But yeah, Michael liked China Star. Okay. And he's actually Chinese. Okay. So <laughs> approved. So you know what I mean? Like so where else did you go? Um we did, went to Winking Lizard. I love that place. We went to, you know the one on Fulton? Oh yeah, that's yeah, my, that's sat my outside. spot. outside. Uh we got the fried pickles. Mm-hmm. We got onion rings, fries. He had uh I think he got just below the 911. Mhm. He said they weren't hot enough. He probably could have gone hotter, but they had like reaper level. 
hotness. They have some new. Yeah. It looks like Chernobyl. Oh, like a, you know, it's like I, I remember when nine one one was the hottest. Yeah, was the hottest there. Now there's like four things above it. I'm like, whoa. Okay, you guys are getting out of control here. I think it's Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Where my brother did a hot wing challenge. He did their hottest sauce, and he had to like sign a waiver. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, because these reapers and the, the different yeah. peppers that they put in it. Yeah, you you can really cause bodily harm on yourself with them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we didn't, we got, I got just regular hot wings there mm-hmm. and, oh man, that place is still really good. The fries are really good there. Oh yeah. I love Winky Lizard. They, they make the best turkey burger in town. Uh-huh. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that I live so close to that place cause mm-hmm. I, I didn't really go there a lot in the last year. Yeah. And it was just like a thing that we could have done. It was a nice night. Yeah. You know, so I was like, you know, Winking Lizard is a cool spot yep. by late cable uh so yeah we went there where else did we go did you hit that gyro spot you're yeah. a gyro you did oh yeah nice. oh we definitely I, I think that was the second night mm-hmm. he was in town we went to that gyro spot nice oh yeah no i've had that gyro spot multiple times in the past week uh it's becoming one of my favorite uh their menu change is good i i, I they're actually changing the signage out there yep and they're painting it with maslin tigers colors Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw them. I was there two nights ago. I saw them doing that. Okay, because you know it was weird looking when it was like they got rid of the EU in front of it. Just says Rogyro. Yeah, there's this, there's this transition from Eurogyro <laughs> that's taken a little while, but but yeah, we did yeah. go to that gyro spot. Um, but yeah, that gyro spot, China Star, Swenson's multiple times, uh, Bombay Sitar multiple times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got most of the. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, he he got a tour. I think he preferred Bombay Sitar the most, but he said that his his uh, the thing he said was Swenson's onion rings were excellent. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that's something crispy and crunchy. But he did like yeah. he didn't like the galley boy. He preferred to, I can't remember what he got a quarter pounder. Yeah, like Amy gets like a double cheeseburger, and like you could choose the weird thing about Swenson's, and if you say I want everything on it. Their everything is not everything. It's no. like three toppings. Yeah. So you have to really be. Was like, it just pickles, ketchup, and ma- or, like and mustard? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. So like you really have to spell out everything you want. But pretty much, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll throw it on. That's right. Know? Hi, pupper. Um. So yeah, we had a good time. That's it was, cool. It was nice. That's Lola cool. was Lola was happy to have uh, a new friend. Yeah. That she could hang out with. <laughs> he was trying to kidnap her in New Jersey. Of course, man. Uh, but yeah, that was our. If we really went through, I, I I don't know. Like I said, we we have a gap in our our food base right now for Mexican food that we need to fill. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get there. Um, and you know, whenever we go elsewhere, like El Cholo in L.A. or right. El El Phoenix in Dallas, or you know, like everywhere we go, yeah. Tacos Chucas in Seattle. Yeah. You know, we find amazing tacos wherever we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes we recommend restaurants in a certain town in a certain county in California, <laughs> and you get cease and desist letters so we don't do that anymore but this week china star i fucks with china star it is our official sponsor (laughs) i'm gonna try it unofficial sponsor yeah i'll probably go pick it up the first time just to scope the place out yeah it's a nice i think it's family owned they're cool yeah you know where the it's by the bmv oh yeah 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 for sure i saw it on the map on the menu there yeah okay i know where that is yeah 
on yeah. Whipple. Yep. Right across from Gregory's. Okay. Yeah, so it's easy to get to, adjacent to some 24-hour gambling, probably. Of course. As as most things in Northeast Ohio now. Yeah. There's a big, well, not big, I guess big for Canton, Ohio, uh, casino on uh, 62, right next to like a Taco Bell on a subway. <laughs> And a Joanne Fabrics. I just love how these things stick out in Canton, Ohio. It's like Joanne Fabrics, Taco Bell, Subway, 24-hour gambling, <laughs> skills games. Like, dude, it's like handy. Like, you can go over there, yep. gamble for 12 hours, take a break, hit up fast food, go back in. Yeah. Maybe buy some fabric. I don't... Yeah, with your winnings? Yeah. Do, pe- do, do people win at any of these places? I don't know. Not that I've heard of. Have you ever been in one of them? I haven't. I haven't either. No. I don't like that there's so many in our town, though. It's getting weird. <laughs> right? But look, I grew up in Alliance where like the town was up in arms. There were two big controversies in Alliance. The first was there was this hot dog place that had a giant hot dog on the roof. Yep. Okay, I heard about that everywhere I went. One of my friend's parents, his mom is like very civic minded. She's like, I can't believe tacos up there. I'm like, I mean, I've eaten there. It's pretty good. You know, she didn't like to hear that. But also the arrival of popular and adult videos Uh on State Street adjacent to Aldi. This is a big deal. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I had to go in there a few times and like drive someone else's car because like people would drive up on the road talk about who they saw at popular and adult videos. I'm like, why do I have to be so covert just to go look at some dirty, nasty porn store? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, to, for to fast forward what 25 years? Yeah, and now it's just everywhere you look, you can just gamble. Yeah, so now it's yeah, it's weird. It's, it, it is a a sign of the... What is happening? What here. is Canton, Ohio? <laughs> We're all over the map. We got the Football Hall of Fame. And, and 24-hour gambling casinos and a lot of great restaurants. Places to eat and drink. Yeah. And bowl. Yeah. And gamble. And a, and a movie theater. Yeah. There are a few. You can... It's, it's a very consumer-driven place. It is. There's a couple hospitals. Oh, know? yeah. There are hotels everywhere. Well, that was the LeBron James economy. That was. With it, watch all these. I've <laughs> noticed you're not in the Cleveland shirt today. Oh, no. I put all those away. Yep. Not all of them. I put. I kept uh, non-Cavs stuff. Out. Okay. So, okay. like, Cleveland or nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, property of Cleveland, like, shirts like that. Yeah. I'm keeping all those out. Let me ask you. you know, those apply to other teams. They do. And, and also just the city. How much Browns apparel do you own? A decent amount. Okay. I have I have a hoodie that I'll be wearing this fall. And I respect that. You're not a Fairweather fan. No. Okay. I I, you, you're, you've seen my Browns hoodie. It has a brownie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I have seen that. It has brownie on the left pocket. I have seen that. Yeah. It's a zip-up hoodie. I wear it every season for mm-hmm. 16 weeks no matter how terrible they are and then we never make the playoffs so i don't wear it then no uh but yeah i, do. <laughs> I have my i have that i have a uh believeland t-shirt yes you remember that run mm-hmm. i can't remember it might have been 2010 or 20 it's 2000s. still going man i during the playoffs the past few years in the Cavs, everyone was hashtag believeland all yeah, over but my like, social media the browns i think were the first ones to actually put out a shirt 
that said believe on and it was orange and orange and brown oh they're famous for something positive then that's yeah. good i mean it was it's a year where thing. we actually were decent <laughs> oh yeah i don't think we even made the playoffs that year way but back we were like, in the 2010s we might have gone nine and seven <laughs> hey look at that the wins greater than the losses <laughs> that was that big year where we wow. went nine and seven uh yeah so i have that shirt okay. so that's what i mean like i'm, I'm a diehard browns fan and I, I i love my calves i just I don't think they're going to be good next year, and I also just, I'll, it's none of it's burnt. I just folded it up nicely and put it away. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to wear the that team's colors right now. Well, it's like we talked about I think on the last episode where like I I'm not noticing a lot of ire and wrath from people over LeBron leaving. It's just kind of like this resignation. No. And also, I'm a Warriors fan now. Oh, right. Well, everybody plays for the Warriors. They're awesome. So They're so good. They've been they've been overpowered. So they got called out. Uh, Kevin Durant got called out on a podcast by this uh, CJ McCollum guy from mm. Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. About how he's like, it's like you're, you saw someone beating up your brother. Yeah. Or you got beat up with your, you and your brother got beat up. And then you go and join their gang and start beating up on your brother. <laughs> it's basically how he described the move to the Warriors. Woo. And Durant's like, well, you're not going to win. And it was just this really weird interaction between those two. But yeah. like I said, I'm just going to root for the Warriors because they're the best team. And I, Speaking of Kevin Durant on social media, didn't some kid call him out on Instagram like a few weeks ago? Like he got into an Instagram kerfuffle with some like 16 year old yeah kid. and he has like burner accounts and stuff he's yeah just, he's weird that's i mean he's a weird dude yeah uh and he's i don't know i i got i just it's gonna be hard to root for them because i don't like that guy yeah i guess i'll have to find my favorite player i like boogie cousins he's my new favorite player on the warriors okay because he's injured and he signed a five million dollar deal he, this is a guy that maybe if he was healthy he could have got like a hundred fifty million dollar contract. Instead, five million to play with the Warriors and probably get a championship ring. Yeah, you know, and then maybe next year when you're healthy, get that hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, but I'm kind of rooting for Boogie this year because he was hurt, and he was an All Star before he got hurt. So I'm to be- add an All Star to a team that was already stacked. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be really fun next year. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I'm I'm a big <laughs> Kevin Love fan right now. I how about that? Kevin Love is doing it for Cleveland. They dumped a lot of money into Kevin Love and a lot of people are mad about it. Um they're like he's uh an injury liability, which he is, and you know, he's getting older, which he is. Mm-hmm. I look at it like he's the only guy left from our championship team that's an all star. Yeah, you know we have J.R. Smith, Tristan, and him, mm-hmm. and now Channing's back. We got Channing Fry back on the team. Oh, cool! Uh, but still, like, that's not. I don't know. I, I, my attitude with Kevin Love has always been pretty. Uh, it's an interesting take, and it may sound racist. Um, Kevin Love is a rare commodity in the NBA, mm-hmm. and Northeast Ohio is full of white people, right? Right. Kevin Love is a white guy in the NBA, and he's not an European white guy or an Australian white guy. He or like you know any place else. He he's an American white guy in the NBA. Yeah, 
How many of them can you name? Just one, and I might be off. Mark Price was he? Yeah, I'm saying in the league right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying it's interesting <laughs> that this kind of happens in in Cleveland. Yeah, right. You know, we find we had Peyton Hillis on the Browns. He was a white running back that everyone got behind. I'm just saying, there's a lot of white people in Northeast Ohio. Kevin loves white, and he's an American white guy. And I, I feel like people underestimate the marketability of him in America. Yeah. You know, so he's a valuable player. Yeah. Not to mention, great player. He won an NBA Finals for us. So I'm super stoked that he signed. I was really happy yeah. that at least we have one guy from that legendary team. Yeah. That did that awesome thing. That's awesome. You That's know, awesome. So I'm happy he got paid. And you know, I know he's had his like, he's he's the guy every time there were trade talks, Kevin Love was Kevin Love's name was in the mix. Mm-hmm. And now he's the guy who gets the long term deal. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't know. I just think it's not surprising that they threw that money at him. Yeah. Because he is a rare commodity in the NBA. Like he's not, there's not a lot of white american guys in the nba i think i think that could be a factor and also i haven't like read up on this but i feel like with lebron leaving cleveland wants to build an institution around somebody yeah a mainstay like you said who played on their championship team Mm -hmm. and i that seems to be kevin love and they just don't want to it really feels like and i I just i don't think we're going to be that good this year but i don't think the east is very good either Mm -hmm. so i feel like the Cavs are trying to make the playoffs they're trying to make they're trying to put together a good team Mm -hmm. instead of just saying screw it we're gonna tank right you know and they have a conditional pick because of the kyle corver trade Mm -hmm. where they lose their pick if it's not in the top 10 to atlanta Mm -hmm. because of that pick for kyle that trade for kyle corver years ago yeah 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 so it's like if they're good this year, they lose one of their picks to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So it really feels like if you're going to try to be good, uh, you're not in a rebuild mode. And it's like, how do you? How are you not in a rebuild mode post LeBron James? Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. <laughs> how are you going to take this this whole clown car that you put together around him? <laughs> yeah, and repurpose it? You can't. No. So that's what I'm like. I get the people who are mad that they did this, mm-hmm. but I just look at it like we're going to suck or be mediocre for four years. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron's going to come back. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. He's got his four year. And hopefully in that time, we somehow land another really good young kid. Because, mm-hmm. like, maybe this Colin Sexton kid's good. The yeah. guy that we drafted. You mm-hmm. know, like, he looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm digging him. He's a point guard. So, you know, we've had some legendary point guards. You mentioned Mark Price mm-hmm. earlier. Like, mm-hmm. we've had really good point guards in the past. Yeah. Kyrie, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's. Uh, I never would have traded him. But yeah, uh, yeah we won't yeah. get into that. But yeah, I, no, no Cavs gear for me. Uh, Shaq gear. Very focused on Shaq news these days. Yes. It's performing a lot better than most things, including social media stocks. Oof. Oh, yeah. Did you see that Facebook drop? Oh, I did. I wish I was short. Why didn't yeah. I short it? I see. The, I saw the Onion article. Where they write like um, he doesn't lose nearly enough. Yeah, worth. Zuckerberg's value drops by like not nearly enough or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. The website itself, you know, it lost more market capitalization. That's what it's being valued at. More of that 
disappeared in one day than any other day in history in the history of the stock market. Yeah, that's nuts. So that's more than Intel dropped in one day in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Microsoft has similar size drop, but it was like 70 billion. Mm-hmm. Facebook at one point had lost 120 billion in market cap in a day. And I noticed something about I posted an article about it on Shaq, and I noticed something about the companies on there. They're mainly tech, and it's mainly happened since the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks to the value of the dollar being less, you know, and inflation that companies can be so big. Yeah. But also speaks to oligopolies and how these mega corporations are forming. Because mm-hmm. you have. <laughs> It's most companies if they lost a hundred billion dollars of their value would be below zero. Yep. You know? But there's a select few that are over a hundred billion. And then there's an even more elite club above five hundred billion. You know what I mean? So it's like Apple, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and Facebook mm-hmm. are all above half a trillion dollars in mm-hmm. market cap. Mm-hmm. So it's like this this we've created a system that lends to this kind of thing happening. Yeah. But on the other side of things, I hate Facebook, and I'm glad to see them struggling. <laughs> they deserved a, a kick in the balls. They did. <laughs> you know? And it's glad I'm glad to see something reflecting that. Yeah. Know? I'm glad. I'm happy to see that. Yeah. And I know people who out there who are owning the stock, I feel bad for you. I told you so. Mm-hmm. I had so many conversations about how this stock was overvalued. I, guess what? I still think it is in the long run. Yeah. I don't think it's going to stay above 500 billion forever. No, it can't. No, this is not sustainable. You get to 1.4 billion users. Guess what? You set a new record, but guess that's your churn point. Yep. We have a line in the sand now. Yeah. Well, you've been saying for years like Facebook can't really get any bigger in terms of users. Like yep. who else is going to join it at this point? Yeah. They need to build out internet infrastructure for those people to yeah. even be able to do it. Yep. And that's where and then you oh because you're cutting out China Mm-hmm. there's a whole part of the world that'll never be able to join you yeah so it's like i just i see i saw them running into the law of large numbers it's happening mm-hmm. it could get way worse for them yeah and i am considering shorting them still but i just for me they're still making money they're still growing i want to beat up on them when i see like they're bleeding and yeah. they're just not yet mm-hmm. and i feel like i wrote in the article i'm like we'll see if this was the all-time high right the stock Mm -hmm. i feel like it'll at least try to test it before crashing yeah i think so but it is the poster child of this bubble Mm -hmm. this will be the one that you can remember 10 years from now and be like yeah i remember when facebook was at 200 whatever yeah you know yeah it'll be that uh i jds uniface was one of those if jdsu if you want to look at the stock chart it was a little tech company but it's a perfect parabolic chart Mm-hmm. Went straight up to the moon and then mm-hmm. crashed back to the ground. Ooh. Like, whoop, whoop, you know, yeah. life comes at you fast kind of way. Yep. Uh, that was the tech bubble. This is different. Uh, but, yeah, I really think it's going to be, you know, and I, I shouldn't sound too negative because some of the stuff going on at Facebook is good that they're doing it now. Mm-hmm. But it's like too late, I feel like they should have done a better job moderating their content curating it earlier mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and now it's like the karma of 2016 is coming to get them yeah you know and that's why i'm like i don't know if it's too late for them i don't think it is but it's just at some point things get stagnant 
Mm-hmm. And then what do you do if you're them? Like if VR is some big thing for them, it's not enough to make up for what's going on at their ad side. Mm-hmm. So it's all about people coming to your site. Right. People stop wanting to come to Facebook. Well, then there goes your revenue. Yeah. It's just, they're in a really weird spot. Uh, so we'll see. I, I don't, I'm not calling them dead yet, but I was happy to see that happen because I've been talking about it forever. Yep. And it's, I tend to be like this with my stock predictions. I'll say something, and then months later it'll happen, or years later it'll happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just people in the stock market—they trade everything every few milliseconds. So yeah. I'm I'm like a dinosaur. The idea that you could like <laughs> yeah. have a long-term thesis on anything. Yeah. Like who the fuck is this guy? Thinking four years out into the future. Uh huh. People can't even think. They they just closed out their portfolio today because they just wanted to be all cash going into Monday. Right. Then they'll start trading again. Then they'll clear it out by Friday again. Right. You know, it's this, this churn. Everyone's trying to get fast money right now. Mm-hmm. That's how I know we're in the middle of a bubble. It's like no one's thinking for the long term. Everyone's just like, how, well, how do I make money tomorrow? Right. You know, um, but yeah, it's, and like I said, you, People who call bubbles tend to be early on them, too. And they sound like idiots for a while, you know, because you're like, it just keeps going up, Asif. And I'm like, yep, that's what it's going to do. I don't know. I don't know when you hit this weird intersection between cognitive dissonance and valuation Mm -hmm. where it just gets too far. But clearly that's what happened with Facebook and Twitter this week and Netflix last week. You know, where you have these 20% drops in the stock value. Yeah, I remember Netflix. I didn't hear about Twitter. I think that got lost Twitter in the shuffle morning. for me. Oh, just this morning. Yeah, this morning. Twitter okay. dropped. This Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter dropped uh, 18% today. Wow. And I own a shit ton of Twitter stock, so I wasn't, like, super happy about it. But I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to happen. Right. They're doing – it was like almost a refrain of everything Facebook's going through. They're spending more money on securing the platform from fake accounts, spam, these people, you know, mm-hmm. rip to my, all my fake followers. Right. But, yeah, they banned a ton of people. So they saw a drop in daily active users, not, not in daily active users, in monthly active users mm-hmm. of 1 million. They said that the actual amount of uh, accounts they had gotten rid of were 3 million. So that means that they still added 2 million users in the quarter, from mm-hmm. the previous quarter. It's just that they had to get rid of 3 million fake ones. Now, the real question is, this is a philosophical question, I think. Why does the stock market care about fake users? Yeah, that is interesting. Do fake users equal more money? Maybe they do. Maybe fake users do pay them in ad dollars. I don't think so. I, I think fake users are just there to fake like things and fake retweet things and fake follow things. I think it's the latter because when Amy and I started, so a lot of my books I've published through traditional publishers. Some are self-published. For mm-hmm. Stay Well and Listen, we started a publishing company called Digital Monument Press. We started the Facebook page. Amy put some money into ads. And like overnight, we shot up by thousands mm-hmm. and she was really excited i'm like this seems suspect to me sure enough there were just farms who were clicking like mm-hmm. and follow and i don't like i guess that makes them money because like we bought the ads you bought ads from facebook 
I, I don't know how exactly it works that she does all that stuff, but we put like you she was like, it. It yeah, was we a, boosted it. It was a boosted post. So no, we, when you boost a post, you're paying Facebook yeah. to make your post. And we set more, a cap. Yeah. We'll so, spend X amount of dollars a day. Uh-huh. So I think that must be a way they make money. That must, Maybe that's how fake users, quote unquote, make money because it's just like these farms of people liking and following But wouldn't pages. that mean that Facebook is the ones that are making the fake users? I think that would be different because like this are just people that I, I think the problem is you're probably in a scenario where there's bots running on Facebook, right? That's and yeah, they that see seems your likely. ad and mm-hmm. they just like it. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. So I feel like it's a bot problem. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I guess yeah, you're right. You you create more of a churn that way because yeah. not every one of those impressions is actually good. Nope. A small fraction of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my experience advertising on Facebook or Twitter, I found the same thing to be true. Yeah. Interesting. Now, the problem I've heard about on Twitter, I haven't run into this because I try to avoid political threads on Twitter just because, well, I have a whole thing about that. But I've noticed that there are a lot of not bots, but people perpetuating right wing propaganda. Uh-huh. And they have the, like the hashtag walk away movement. Have you heard about this? Hashtag walk away? Hashtag walk away. It's starting now because midterms are coming up. The general idea is uh, these spies, Russian plants, whatever they are, are trying to encourage people to the left or the middle to just say, hey, you know what? Politics, both sides are bad. Just walk away. Just mm-hmm. don't pay attention. It's all it's all the same. They're all crooks. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to basically impact Democratic turnout. For the midterms, this hashtag walk away thing. It's even come up in chatty in the Trump dumps, actually. The hashtag walk away? Yeah. I have not noticed this. Yes. I, I it's been a big Trump thing. There were a couple of threads that blew up. This way. I would check the Trump dump, and it was like 200 replies. And then I checked a couple hours later, it was at like 600. Because there was this sub-thread where people piled on someone who's kind of a notorious hashtag walk away-er. Was it Mad Dog? No. It was... uh You're not Mad Dog. Dog knows? Nope. Nope, nope, because Dognos is definitely not that. He's big into voting. But he's not. Dognos isn't really a Democrat. No, he's not. <laughs> but he's not right wing either. I'm not judging either. No, no, like, no, I know. I, I, I just, I mean, like, it's just funny. This cause... is kind of a, a, a very, like, a conservative thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I'll tell you after the show who it is. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I don't want to put any shackers on blast. No, no, no. Because these are, like, these are people I know from other threads who are, like, good people, but then this is just one of those weird things. I don't think they're part of, like, this movement to get people to, like, dump it, but this has been a big thing on Twitter. The hashtag walk away. I, you know what? I'm so glad that no one I follow has even mentioned it. But listen to this. How big How big is this? You know me, right? You know my opinions on social media more or less. And now I'm telling you about a Twitter twin. Yeah, trend. right? This is something I never thought would happen. See what I'm talking about? We're yeah. sitting here talking about Twitter, yep. not Facebook. Right. And that's why I own Twitter and not Facebook. Yeah. I think Twitter has value as a real-time crowdsourced search engine. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how you curate it. It is adds its value or detracts from its value. Mm -hmm. And if you mute things, you mute terms, you mute people, you block people, it becomes a much better experience. I've really come around to Twitter. The only thing I still don't like about it is if someone's like thread, I'm like, oh, I don't want to read your fucking 45 reply thread. Because there's some bot that will take it and basically dump it in an article that I can save to pocket and then actually read like a <laughs> like an intelligent human being. I don't like threads really. Yeah. But like I like the information, I like the curation. I think Twitter is very clean compared to Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
I that, think it's a good link sharing service. It is. It, it really is. It's better for that. For my writing stuff, I'm almost all Twitter now. I don't touch Facebook. Yeah. So I, I think that speaks to where we are. And, you know, Twitter is at around 330-some million, 350 million mm-hmm. users mm-hmm. every month. And Facebook's at uh, 1.4 billion or so. Yeah. I think that might be daily active users. But either way, it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. My point is if if Twitter can grow – it has room to grow. It does because I, I definitely noticed like a stronger signal to noise ratio mm-hmm. on Twitter, whereas Facebook is just all noise. Yeah. So that's our social media hot corner for the week. Yep. Um, fuck Facebook. They're a piece of shit website. You shouldn't delete it. Mark Zuckerberg's net worth falls not nearly enough. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, please drop more. Um, yeah, and I... I if you work there, I'm sorry. Like I'm go work at Google or something. Right. And I know Google's like not perfect. None of these companies are. No. That I actually want to write an article about this. Uh I think probably for next week. It's like the race to one trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Because there really are four horsemen of this tech apocalypse. Yeah. And it's like Facebook having fallen as fast and horribly as it did, mm-hmm. it's clearly out of the race. But I think now so. It's, it's a four horse race, and Apple's in the lead. You know, it's like Apple's above nine hundred billion. Uh, I think Amazon and Microsoft are neck and neck around eight hundred billion, eight hundred fifty billion. Do you see Amazon overtaking Apple? Yeah, I do. I do too. I think Apple. I think Apple's days are numbered, man. Yeah. yeah. Like they're unless they have something groundbreaking there, and they're just being dicks and not showing it to us yet, which is entirely possible. It is. They could always trot out that hey, one more thing. Yeah, they could. They're very. It'd be very Apple of them to be trolling us this whole time. They yeah. have some amazing product that they're going to launch, and they're just waiting until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, like, it's possible. Because look around in tech, who else is going to do it? It's not no. Hololens. No. It's not Oculus Rift. You know, what I mean, it's, it's like whatever the next thing is, they're at risk of doing it. So I, I, yeah. I give them a decent chance. Google is just going to dominate software as a service and you know they're not it's a three-way fight for the cloud in those other companies you have azure at microsoft you have amazon web services which is their fastest growing division now Mm -hmm. aws we run on aws and then you have uh google cloud so it's like and even apple's paying one of those companies to, to service itunes right so it's like that's that's another war that's going on. But mm-hmm. for Amazon, why I think that they're the the I think they could still overtake Apple and overtake Microsoft and overtake Google is that they are killing retail. Mm-hmm. They have destroyed all of their competitors. When you have like Walmart brokering alliances specifically to fight back, to push back against Amazon, mm-hmm. you know it's a big deal. Yeah, and I wonder if you're going to see what they did with Whole Foods Mm-hmm. Amazon going buying more labels and making them Amazon exclusives and Whole Foods exclusives. Sure. You know, I, I just feel like the rich get richer in this kind of environment and acquisitions are going to keep coming hot and heavy in that grocer aisle and in the right. pharmacy sector. Mm-hmm. So it's like Amazon working on a pharmacy solution could be hugely disruptive to Walmart. Yeah. Hugely disruptive to CVS and Walgreens and Rite Aid. They could destroy all of them again. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's Amazon I think could really be the company that'll dominate. But I I don't know. Like there's 
it's weird. It, it's it's really a, a tough race to handicap right now. Mm-hmm. Which of the mega corporations will be the ultimate uh, horrible, evil, giant corporation? I mean, I feel like every week I, f- I read an article that's like, okay, guys, Jeff Bezos is for real, totally, seriously the richest person of all time. Yeah. And because I'm like, Amazon... Nothing against Apple, but you're kind of like, to use the race analogy, they're just this horse that has always had the same steady gait for yep. years now, but Amazon is ubiquitous. Everyone I know orders something from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Everything, like so much is done through Amazon, Amazon payments. Yep. Uh, they just seem like they are in entrenched. They also own some really interesting things, like Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, that was a good buy. Right? A billion yeah. dollars for Twitch was like a steal. Yes. Um and look at what it's become, mm-hmm. and then just they do a really got good job of synergizing, like you know, or like taking uh Twitch and making it part of Prime, mm-hmm. taking Prime and making it a video content service, right? You know, just, the man is the best at pivoting I've ever seen. Amy's been walking around the apartment all week listening to Amazon Music. She's like, they have mm-hmm. a great selection. Yep, like they could afford to just have buy everything. Have you watched The Tick on Amazon? No, I want to though. I loved the cartoon back it's in the day. It's good. Is it really? Yeah. It's really good. I started watching it while Michael was in town. Oh, nice. Okay. It is good. It's live action, right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's so weird. It's it's uh, it's great. It, uh, they did an amazing job casting it. It's not like anyone famous that you would be like, good. You know what I mean? Good, yeah. But it's like good. I don't want to look at the tick and be like, that's totally Patrick Warburton or whatever. No. You know? Yeah. No, they did a good job. Uh, like, they didn't, weren't trying to be something they weren't. Mm-hmm. And no, I... I recommend it. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, same company that can send me Wee Wee pads yeah. next day also has a video content streaming service that's part of the same thing. Amy and I are using them for, for movies now. Like, I bought I buy movies on there, and then I'll go over to my mom's in Alliance when my sister's in town, and they're like, oh, hey, what movies do you have? And I'll pull up, like, Lego Batman mm-hmm. or... You know, oh, here, let's watch the new season of Better Call. So I buy my season passes on Amazon. Yep. And the reason I did that, we used Apple TV for a while, but then I switched to a Kindle Fire. And I'm like, I don't really want to get locked into iTunes because then I'm in Apple's ecosystem, mm-hmm. whereas Amazon is on, like, everything. Yeah, because they're platform agnostic. Yeah, they exactly. They tried to make a phone, and they failed. Yeah. They tried to make a tablet, and they failed. Yep. But they have Kindle. Yeah, the, the Kindle Fire is solid for reading, which is like the yeah. first and foremost reason I bought it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I also bought my iPod. I have I've had two now. I bought my iPad for reading first and foremost, but it also does these other things really well. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So now I, it'll be interesting to see uh, just how fast Amazon can grow. I think the one thing that gives Apple a little bit of an advantage over Amazon. Is that going into a, like a recession or something? Mm-hmm. Amazon's going to be more directly correlated to GDP than Apple will, because mm-hmm. Apple is a luxury product when, mm-hmm. when you really boil it down. Yeah, and you know, rich people have more money, so they can afford to splurge on things even in hard times. Maybe they won't, but mm-hmm. I think you'll see less of a slowdown in Apple revenues than you will Amazon's. I think Amazon is very tied to the GDP. Uh, because it's becoming, it's the largest retailer in in the country now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like that's that's one aspect of it. And then the other aspect is AWS. So right now we're in this really healthy place for the internet. Mm-hmm. When the internet contracts, AWS will contract as well. 
Yeah. So it's like, I think those are two risks to Amazon that people don't think of because right now we're in a bubble and right. everything's going to the moon. Yeah. Well, let me, this might be a gross oversimplification, but let me float a, a thought experiment scenario by you. Uh-huh. Let's say tough times hit, gas prices are up. I need to go to the store. I need toilet paper. I need some toothpaste. I don't really want to waste gas. Mm-hmm. I just order an Amazon and the stuff shows up. Yeah. So I think maybe I stop buying video games and books and stuff on Amazon, sure. but the, the, they still have the bare necessities. Yeah, they have but a that, growing grocery department. Yeah, but what do you think the margins are on toilet paper for Amazon? Well, no, you're totally right, but that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> like, People are still going to keep buying, but they're going to buy the less expensive So margins stuff. go down. Yeah. You become less profitable. Okay, okay. That's yeah. kind of what I wanted to know, like yeah. how that would impact it, them, that You'll scenario. start to see it with margins. That's, okay. that's the first place to watch. And right now what's going on is that a lot of companies aren't giving their employees raises mm-hmm. to to keep up uh, to deal with inflation. So you have you have two percent inflation going on, right? Right. Three percent inflation, but they're not increasing their wages by that much. So they're able to hold down their margins just barely. But Amazon's margins are pretty terrible. Yeah. People don't talk about that. They don't trade at a very interesting price to earnings ratio mm-hmm. at all. It's expensive. When you look at it from an earnings perspective, yeah. Apple's cheaper, Google's cheaper, Microsoft's cheaper, even Facebook is cheaper on a price to earnings basis. But where fa- where, where Amazon impresses and on price to sales basis, yeah, they just have all the sales, mm-hmm. you know. So they're only at like two or three times sales, right? You know, they have like I don't know something like three hundred billion annual run rate now. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a it's a sales story. So if sales keep growing, it doesn't matter how crap your your margins are. Right. That's kind of been the story for Amazon for 20 years now. Right. And it's just, it has its cycles, man. I can point to 2000 and 2008 as two times where Amazon underperformed the market in a downturn. Okay. That's that the only sense. two times in the last 20 years where that was the case. And it was mm-hmm. during recessions. Mm-hmm. So it's a good stock to watch for that reason. Like I said... It's so ubiquitous. Yeah. It is consumption. It's like if you if you want a chart of American consumption, just look at Amazon. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like I just find everything about that company fascinating. Even even the little things like every now and then there'll be a chatty thread like, Hey, what was your first Amazon purchase? And you can just get a really good idea, an anecdotal sample of like how long people have been using this. Yeah. And how their tastes have changed, how consumption has changed. I've been a user since 1999 i think i'm 97 or 98 yeah i i think it's 99 for me but i i i, I reviewed a movie that oh, i bought. okay that was the first purchase oh okay. i bought chairman of the board on vhs it's the carrot top movie oh yes it's super bad <laughs> yeah it's like one of the worst movies yeah I think I might have bought one other movie then. I think I I was mostly because I remember it. Am I am I making this up? Amazon started as mostly books. It was a bookstore, and that's that was most of my purchase. Like my first two or three pages are just books, and then I started branching out. Yeah, first out. they came for Barnes and Noble and Borders. Yeah, one down, <laughs> one on the ropes, one on the ropes. Still yeah, like, I have a place to get coffee sometimes. Yeah, Don't leave no, but yeah, Borders is dead as fuck. Yep, they killed the fuck out of Borders. They did. Uh, also, I worked for that company for years. <laughs> I will also tell you, Borders also killed the fuck borders, out of Borders. Borders did. But, yeah. But yeah, they, they got Amazon. Yep. And then Amazon came for really Walmart next. Yeah. And they're still coming at them hard. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, now they, they're coming after Akamai with, uh, yeah, they're an interesting company. I have to say, man, 
from where I'm sitting, Walmart is not doing nearly enough to fight back. No. I hate going to that store. Oh. 40 registers, two are open. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I can look at people who shop there. I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but it's just dirty. But you're, you're a person that shops there. No, no, no. I go there when I have to. I'm a person that shops there too. I pull up to Walmart in a Tesla. And I get out and I buy my fucking shit there. I go it's there. Still the cheapest place to get shit quickly. It is, but like I, I don't know about you. I'm in this weird position where there's not really like a Walmart that's close enough to be convenient. The one on the strip's close to me. The one on the strip though is also smaller. Like I can get most of what I want there, but like for groceries, I have to go to like the oh. super center. Oh no, 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 no! I don't. No groceries there. Just other like, stuff. Anything you would get at a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. or like i buy oil for my car there yeah exactly yeah. shit just yeah. the shit that they have there it's like three bucks you know what i mean like i always i i look at their nintendo section because they sometimes have stuff just sitting there mm-hmm. um but yeah like no nah, I, I go there for like paper towels toilet paper garbage stuff anything i need in my kitchen yeah I get from there. I, you know what? I don't like to do a lot of shopping at Target because they're expensive, but I've come to like prefer Target stores over Walmart. I think that's because of San Francisco where there's like no Walmart within miles and there are Targets on every corner. I just don't like the parking lot for Target near me. Really? I Which don't, one? The one, you know, with uh, where Funko Land used to be. Oh, yeah. that Oh, that parking lot is awful. It's the worst parking lot. It might be the worst parking lot in Canton. You know what I mean? Actually. And that's like my Target. Yeah. I go to the one on Lincoln Way. It's like a, it have to. It's like a whole thing then. Nah, it's a, go it's a the, nice drive too. I like the drive. You know what? I've been taking the drive down to Lincoln Way a yeah, lot. On it's, it's a nice. It's drive. a nice drive. It is, but I. It's a schlep. It is. You're it, not wrong. It's like, but do you want that drive? Like Ten minutes to my day. But or, or do you want to navigate that parking lot, which is like a fucking maze? I would rather not go to the parking lot, but that's why I end up going to Walmart, where yeah. there's always plenty of parking because no one wants to fucking go there. It's so true. It's like if the parking lot's backed up, it's because everyone's waiting in line at the two checkout. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that's the case too. Ugh. I tried. I. I my main reason why I go there, it's open 24 hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's convenient for sure. Target doesn't have that on no, it. No, no. A nice no. store wouldn't do that. No. But, like, I end up rolling into Walmart at, like, the shady hours, man, like midnight. I love I, that. Midnight at Cant- in Canton, Ohio at Walmart. I see, I've see. i seen some shit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I used to work at a Walmart. Yeah. I've seen some shit. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I was a car pusher, too, so nobody paid any attention to me because they figured I could barely spell my own name. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah. No, I... I'm no problem shopping there, though, dude. I, so I still shop there. I have to sometimes. I have to tell it's you. It's how I resist Amazon <laughs> by by shopping at yeah, Walmart. I'm, I'm which counterculture. Is arguably, like, I'm counterculture. I'm shopping at Walmart now because yeah, like all those Woo. elitists on the West Coast. <laughs> oh, I have to go to Target. Yeah. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. Hey, Walmart resistance over here. Ohio born and raised. <laughs> I'm like, where's my giant eagle? Oh, I, but they're super expensive. Giant eagle is way more expensive. Yeah, but for produce. All yes, day. Yes. Their produce section is heavenly. Oh, you know what? Now Amy's on a Marks kick for produce. Mar- Marks is good too. They have a good price, but Which like Marks though. We go to the one on Amherst. Okay. Because that's she like her mom lives off of Amherst. This is where Amy grew up, so she's familiar with that one. She's like, I like the layout. I'm like, ah, I just don't re- resist these things because I have to like fight my battles. That's fair. But 
uh, the thing is like their produce is cheap, but we don't get a lot. Flash goes through a little thing of parsley in like two days. Mm-hmm. Or if I go to Giant Eagle, I get this huge bushel yeah. for like a buck fifty. Yeah. Because you don't weigh it. It's just flat rate. Yeah. Giant Eagle shines in the produce department. They do. That's like, I have spots. for. I have different places for different things. For sure. You know? And yeah. Walmart's my place for like nothing I'll, fancy. I'll tell you why you're going to make the drive on Lincoln Way this week, though. You don't want to go to the strip during Hall of Fame oh, God. hoopla. It's going to be a zoo over there. Yeah. I don't know. Is Walmart going to be popping during the Hall of Fame? It's just that area of canton yeah i mean because all the food is there yeah that is bad and it's on the strip which is near kent yeah you're not gonna want to be there oh no you are not gonna want to be there it kind of sucks being here during the football (laughs) it really does if i'm being honest i i think i'm leaving for part of it because it's it's next week technically i think the is it this week how do we live here and not know this i mean i just like you know when the temperature starts going up in Ohio, you're like, oh, it's this season. Yeah. You can't pay attention to like the equinoxes because that doesn't mean anything. But when traffic starts picking up in July, I'm like, oh, it's probably Hall of Fame time. Yeah. And then the other, <laughs> the other thing happening, uh, the Bridgestone Invitational, you know, mm-hmm. Firestone Country Club, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that is being held, I think, the same weekend as the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah. Northeast Ohio has got people in it again. Yeah, that's not. And the reason why Tiger Woods is going to be here, he qualified by placing and he plays pretty high in the British Open, so he qualified. And he stays at Glenmore. Really? Yeah. Yeah, apparently he's like a, I don't know, whatever, honorary guy. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I've never... I've never stayed there. I didn't. They have a hotel there, I guess. I guess. <laughs> it must be weird. <laughs> I don't. It's it's for people who don't know. It's a gated community. Yeah, it's like, super nice back there. I guess the guy who owned QVC used to live there. Amy has like a cousin who lives back there, and I drive my car. Like I do all right, but I don't care about my car, so my car sucks. But I drive that back there, and all these white heads stick out of their houses like, well, I never. It's so loud. <laughs> Why is it so loud? <laughs> this car's from the 1980s. It does not belong in Glenmore. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yep. It's great. Oh, yeah, no. But, yeah, I guess he's going to be here, too, so that'll suck. But let's transition away from the Northeast Ohio report, <laughs> which is about an hour well, this long. Was, we, we segued from Facebook, so... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been an interesting show so far, but we should talk about some video games. Yeah, I we wanted did to, talk about video I games. I wanted to lead off with a game that you just tried out. Yes. That I love. I gave it a 9 out of 10 mm-hmm. on the review. Semblance by Nyamakop. Yes. What did you think? I really liked it. So as I was, as as you know, and probably as listeners are starting to know, I will play platformer anything. Mm-hmm. You take a platformer, mash it up with any other genre, I will give it a try. I really like it. I dig the art style. Yep. I would need to play it a little bit longer to like describe it more, but it's just very, very colorful and evocative. I love the the terrain deformation, which seems to be one of the one of the main hooks oh, it's of the, the game. Core part of the game. Yeah, like I'm running around right now, just at the beginning, collecting these like red dots, and there are these green lasers near them. Mm-hmm. So what I'm finding is like if the if the lasers above me stay on a platform, I can like bump up the platform to like bend it. 
Yep. So that the laser angles away and I can jump up there, mm-hmm. dash, get the red dot, and then drop back down, keep oozing around. Yep. And so terrain deformation has been a big deal for me since Red Faction in what, like 2001 or two? Mm-hmm. Because like that game was cool, but I think it also overpromised. They're yeah. like, you can destroy anything. And I'm like, well, that didn't quite work out. I really feel like Red Faction didn't hit that until like the third game, the one that was yeah. just remastered. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like we're in an era now with so many very pliable engines, and especially indie developers being bold with their ideas, that terrain deformation is becoming not only a bigger gameplay hook, but also it's being delivered in a way that's been promised for years. Yeah, and it's also like a side-scroller, so it's, it's way different. Than, yeah, that's what know, I'm saying. Like, you're not trying to create this like huge photorealistic 3D game, but that's kind of what I mean. Like Instead of doing that, like create kind of a, not a simple engine, but a really simple premise, mm-hmm. and then you know make the terrain deformable because you don't have to do virtually anything with it like you would in a first person shooter so the game actually was that whole mechanic of deformation was born out of a bug where they were they jumped into a wall and they deformed the wall that's cool a game was born so it's it's really cool that it was born out of this like experimental bug Mm -hmm. uh, in a very minimal pixel art looking game yeah and then like this beautiful like you mentioned just gorgeous use of like foreground and background yeah it's very striking um yeah the the way that you wall jump in this game is super unique Mm -hmm. and you have to plan for it everything is very deliberate Mm -hmm. uh i can't wait to see speedrunners tackle this game yeah i I think it will lend to it Mm -hmm. i I hope to see it in awesome games done quick or a summer games done quick that'd be cool uh but yeah it's I love it. The game's so good, and it's puzzly. Mm-hmm. It's a platformer, and it's puzzly, but there is a part of it that is just kind of traditional platform. Uh, each world is three worlds, and then the fourth world's kind of like the boss world. Okay. Um, the first three worlds, each they introduce like new mechanics to you, mm-hmm. and they all involve how the main character, Squish, interacts with the world. So Squish can squish himself against a wall and then get thin, or he can flatten himself if he jumps up against like a ceiling that's that's hard. Yeah, yeah. And then you can get into harder to reach places that way. Uh so yeah, I think it's 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 cool. I think Squish is a cool little character. Mm-hmm. Uh the world is cool and I, I ten dollars That is the perfect for price point. For Switch? Yeah. Ten dollars, folks. And then like uh, an awesome superlative for them is that they are the first African developed game to ever be released on a Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. So that's a first. That is really cool. And uh, yeah, I can't recommend that game enough. Uh, I still am singing the praises of Just Shapes and Beats also. Uh, that game's awesome. Uh, but I haven't played it uh, lately uh, after I beat it. Because that game, it'll piss you off, man. Mm-hmm. And so will Semblance. Uh, you know, semblance is this thing where I have trouble putting it down, but then I would get stuck and really mad at it. And I would just throw my switch down and be like, screw this game. I need to do something else. You know, and like good puzzle games will do that to you Mm -hmm. where they're just like, uh, they literally drive you to rage quit almost. Yep. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So this game did that to me probably three or four times. 
and I would just die repeatedly. It's not like Celeste where it penalizes you for death or makes fun of you for dying, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Celeste (laughs) counts it, you know? This doesn't do that. Yeah. Uh, So, no, it's really cool, and it's a really serene game, really awesome sounds. Uh, But, yeah, I I just get that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Semblance is very good. It released this week. Um, Some other games I've been playing on my Switch. I've really been playing games on my Switch and then Rocket League on PS4 with Blake and the guys. Mm -hmm. Um mario tennis aces yes I finally won an online tournament that's awesome oh my god it took forever uh i've been to the finals twice before so this is my third final and i finally won it you have to beat like i don't know it's probably like six people wow to win it um and obviously people get better mm-hmm. each round um and i had i was playing with my main uh bowser jr who mm-hmm. had just been nerfed he's slower but I was able to fight through that. Mm-hmm. He's still good. Everything I like about him is still there. So I'm going to stick with him. When I get to that game, I want to play as Chain Chomp because I saw this screenshot of Chain Chomp rolling around with a tennis racket in his mouth, and that was hilarious. Yeah. That's my whole reasoning for wanting to play as Chain okay. Chomp. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I, I don't think he's that tough to beat. I think those heavier guys are a little slower. Yeah. So you, you have to... The heavier guys are more ground strokes guys. You're not going to be a serve and volley player with those. Uh, so that's I play a serve and volley kind of game. Mm-hmm. She's going to jump off the couch. <laughs> this is my favorite part where Lola's like trying to psych herself up and then jumping off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> She's debating it. Right? She's yeah. been debating it for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, she has She's that. done. She's nope. Done. Uh, yep, yeah, there, there she, she goes. goes. Okay. Good girl, Lola. Do you want your bubble? There you go. So yeah, Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah. I finally won, and there were some rounds where I went to you know whatever uh, tiebreakers, you know, mm-hmm. or it, it's intense, man. That game, I don't get why people. Maybe tennis isn't for everyone. Maybe Mario sports games aren't for everyone. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's great. I'm excited. I I am more willing to try sports games if they're the Ar- Mario arcade style mm-hmm. sports games. Like this is probably right up my alley. I think the last like sim tennis game I liked was Virtua Tennis and Tennis 2K2, but this is the sort of thing like I I will probably pick this up pretty soon. Yeah, no, I uh, it's it's this the game that I'm still going to when I have like free time to play because mm-hmm. I can pick it up. I can jump in a tournament. The cool thing about the tournament is like okay, let's say you're you're winning. Yeah, you can just stop and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. You know, so you'll still be in the tournament. You can resume where you were. People yeah. give Nintendo a lot of crap for online stuff, but they do it in a way where they just match you with someone else who is at that part of the tournament. Yeah, that's cool. You know, so it's you can like you if you needed to take a break after two rounds, you can. Um, and then also like another thing from an online play standpoint that's important, it does show you your connection health with mm. your opponent before you accept the match, so you can back out if you see a bad connection. Mm-hmm. You can also back out, which is kind of lame, if you see a bad matchup. So I've seen people who run into me because I'm Bowser Jr. and they quit. I'll see a Daisy. She'll ba- she'll bail. Luigi will bail. Yoshi will bail. Everyone sees me and then they turn and tail because of the character you play. Yeah, Bowser Jr. was known as OP okay. up until this nerf. Okay, I would I had to play a Bowser Jr. in the tournament. You know, he's not like you can't choose Bowser, but you pick your character yeah, and yeah, you yeah. roll with it through the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. So, usually by the third round, I'm running into Boo, Waluigi, Daisy, or uh, 
Yeah, but another Bowser Jr. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it gets annoying. Because when I was matchmaking for the final, yeah. the guy that I was matching with kept quit- kept quitting. Oh, that's And he kept putting us together, and he kept quitting. And then he finally accepted defeat, basically. Mm-hmm. And I destroyed him. It was, <laughs> it was uh, Yoshi versus Bowser Jr. Okay. In the final. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I finally won. It felt great. I'm going to go back to playing it some more. It does have a CPU tournament, too, which I, I played on the plane. Oh, well, it's just funny because like I I did play some video games uh, when I was traveling last week, uh, in the air, and it was Mario Tennis. So mm-hmm. That's like kind of the game that I'm going to uh, repeatedly, and then Semblance uh, was my obsession last week, and I was looking at uh, Sleep Tight. Did you see that stream that they did yesterday? I knew that was the game they were playing. I didn't get to catch it though. It looks pretty cool. I'm interested. So you didn't play it, but you watched this? I watched Chris okay. stream it. Okay. Um, no, I haven't played it yet. It's on Switch, so I am heavily yeah, considering it. getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's a, some other news. Like I don't think either of us have played it, but we should probably talk about it. No Man's Sky pushed no Man's their Sky next, next update. Yeah. It has multiplayer and real base building. and I've heard a lot of positive feedback from this to the point where people are saying like they wish the game had launched like this has it been out it's been out over a year now right Mm -hmm. yeah um which you know kudos to hello games yeah for taking this in stride and and pivoting and just rolling with it i think it's it's paying off for them we gave them comeback of the year last year yeah in the shack news yeah i mean no man's sky has been on upswing for a while so for this to happen now Mm -hmm. it it makes me feel happy that we said that yeah like last year right because we called this Mm -hmm. and they were already improving it greatly this game when i first saw that trailer i was like this is like the game for me it was like built for me i'm like space travel exploration procedurally generated like but with an fps side to it yeah I was like, this looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And then when it launched and it underwhelmed everyone, I just never bought it. Yeah. So I never have played No Man's Sky. But man, now I'm like... I'm tempted. Now. I want to get in, and mm-hmm. I don't know which platform to get it for. Because I have friends that have it on PS4. I have friends that are buying it on Xbox One because it just launched there. And then there's people getting it on PC. And I'm thinking, if this game was on Switch... I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a great Switch game. I would buy it instantly. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Like I'm thinking about like your big screen in there. It'd be kind of nice to just sit back on a couch. Yeah, with the PS4. Yeah, or the Xbox One. Or the Xbox One. Is there like a Windows 10 store version so you could play it on PC and Xbox One? I don't think. Or is so. it just on Steam? I think it's on Steam. I don't know. I'd probably go with the console version, honestly. Uh... Seems like like it seems like a chill game, and I I like I love PC games. But I still don't necessarily relax at my desk. Mm-hmm. I could hook it up to a TV, and in fact, I have for a while. I even have a Steam Link. But I just I associate PC games with my desk. Where I, that's where I spend all my time. You and I have talked about this. Like yeah. you work at a computer all day, kind of just want a change of scenery. Yeah, you know, for sure. Uh, so that's pro- that's probably the direction I would lean. Huh. I don't know. I'll let the people who are listening tell me which platform yeah. to get No Man's Sky for. But yeah. I'm leaning towards PC because Ultra Wide Master Race, man. Like I just love playing games on my Ultra Wide. Yeah, 
like I I'm able to overcome the whole I work here thing. Yeah. Because I just love my ultra wide that much. But that TV, how how big is that TV? Eighty inches. Eighty inches. And I still would rather play on a 1080 Ti with my ultra wide. Really? On certain games. What is it about the ultra wide that you that you find so appealing? I think the field of view just looks better. It's easier. I, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I prefer the field of view. The way that you can just the viewable area, I should mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do that. Is impressive. And also from a workflow standpoint, it's like I already have two monitors. Mm-hmm. And then I do have a second monitor on top of my ultra wide. Yeah. So it's just I love when I'm away from home now, I miss my ultra wide. Like I miss Lola first. Yeah. I miss my Tesla second. <laughs> and then I miss my ultra wide third. Yeah. And it like it it affects my ability to work now. I'm so used to it. Uh but yeah, I, I is uh, an ultra wide a good substitute for using two monitors, or does two monitors still have two a monitors place? still has utility? There's a reason I have two monitors. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm playing a game that's using a full screen, and that full screen's my ultra wide. Well, now I need a second screen for to watch Twitch chat or to look at Teamspeak or mm-hmm. OBS. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. You need a second screen in that case. But if you're someone who's just multitasking and you're not full screening, yeah. Yeah, it has utility as a you could replace it. Now I've seen people with two ultra wides. Yeah, that's the next level. And I'm like, maybe someday I'll be that guy. But right? Not right now. No. I just have the one, but I do have a 1080 Ti. So that's the other side of it. Mm-hmm. It's like if it performs better on PC than either of the consoles, I'd rather just get it for PC and deal with maybe. And now that it has multiplayer. That's really what's factoring in for my platform decision because mm-hmm. it doesn't have crossplay. By the way, it's been about a week since I started my hunger strike for crossplay. Yeah, how's that going? Um, I haven't eaten today since about like two hours ago. Okay. So has Sony done anything about crossplay in that nope. time? Nope. <sighs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. Because I'm probably going to eat before the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I'm after that, I'm going to restart my hunger strike for crossplay <laughs> until the next day. <laughs> yes. uh, so this has been going on for a week now, and mm-hmm. they're not listening to my demands. No. Uh, but I am on a hunger strike for crossplay in between all of my meals. Okay. So just out there. If keep you guys, want, if you guys want to join me in on this. like I'll join you. Use hashtag hunger strike for crossplay at... Uh, Y-O-S-P, I think that's the guy over at Sony, right? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Yoshi, uh, she didn't, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. I, I go to Japan. I can't speak a word of Japanese. No. It's, I have to have my, my, my buddy there mm-hmm. can speak Japanese with us. Yeah, you have a friend over there. Yeah, Adam's over there. I'm going to be going back, man, for uh, Tokyo Game Show. That's just a couple months, less than a couple months away. Everything's coming up so quickly, man. This is that time of year when you you'll get back and tell me like I'm not traveling again this year. You yeah. said that last year on I think October, November. It was after we were just done. After Oculus Connect. Yeah, that was it. I'm just done. Yeah. I'm like, please don't make me go anywhere else. Right. I'm I'm done. Yep. Uh that's usually my spirit is broken by then. And then like everyone's like, Oh, but come back for TwitchCon. Woo! And I'm like, no. And PSX. <laughs> oh yeah, I went to PSX last year. Oh. Uh, I might. I I don't think I'll go this year. But you skipped the game awards, right? You didn't go to that. I wasn't invited last year. I knew there was some reason nobody went. 
Yeah. Greg was invited to be on the red carpet for that. Oh, okay. That's what it was. But I was not. We, none of us were invited to the show. I imagine because we're judges this year, we'll probably get invited. Oh, that's true. That's so true. So maybe I'll go to that. Yeah. Um, but that'll be it. Right. I don't want to go to... I, I, no offense to TwitchCon. I just don't want to go. That, I mean, and Charles is going. That, I mean, well, that's the thing. Like a lot of these events stack up in like the third and fourth quarter, and you just get tired. Yeah, you can't just do that to me. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can't make me go to Evo, and the, I'm going from Evo straight to QuakeCon. I'm not even coming home. Oh, that's where you're going next week. I was sitting yeah. there like QuakeCon's not next week, but yeah, you're going to Evo. Yeah, I'm going to Evo and then to QuakeCon. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you in Dallas. That's right. And then uh, we'll get some tacos there. Yes. Uh, oh, but Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, from from Evo straight to straight to QuakeCon, mm-hmm. uh, and then from QuakeCon back home, and then two weeks later to PAX, mm-hmm. Oof. back home, and then to Tokyo Game Show in late September. Yeah, back home, and then to Oculus Connect, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go anywhere. That that sounds like a nightmare schedule. It is. And then, like, I have to plan shit for all this. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, QuakeCon is coming up really quickly, and we can get a Rage 2 hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about Doom. I want Doom hands-on. I feel like that game, I don't know. I could see it being, this. I think I talked about this at E3, but they don't have as many hurdles to jump with Doom Eternal as they did with Doom 2016, because they were they were they had to build an engine, they yeah. had to build it in Tech Six. Now, kind of like Doom Two. Remember, Doom Two came out like ten months after Doom One because they had the tech there mm-hmm. and they knew their level editing tools. I feel like Doom Eternal could come out next summer. Yeah, in which case this would be the first and only QuakeCon where it might be available for previews. So I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, I would think it would be weird if they didn't give hands on this year. Mm-hmm. Because you figure it has to be a little far along, right? Like, conceivably, they've been working on this since Doom 2016 shipped. Mm-hmm. It's about two years now. Well, they were working on multiplayer for Doom 2016 for a little bit there. Yeah, still, though. But I that feel was like outsourced. That's, yeah, that was outsourced. They brought it in-house. But also, that team is large enough where they could put, like, a smaller splinter team on that. Yeah. And then have, like, guys like Marty. Yeah, yeah. Hugo and Marty were and not Hugo working on Doom 2016 multiplayer. in 2017. Nope. They were working on Doom Eternal. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I, I know that, but, and we were, when we visited, we saw some- so They were in like a discussion. They were in a heated discussion about something, and they had stuff on the board that we were not allowed to take pictures of. No. Nope. Um, but I would have, for Shaq News. Oh, yeah, I would. Uh, but yeah, it's just funny. Um, I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah. And then, you know what? Quake Champions is still a game, and I bet they showcase some of that at their keynote. I mean, I if I had more time, if I had more hours in a day, I would probably play Quake Champions now. Yeah. You know why? Bots. Yep. But they're not in every mode. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like every time they do something, it's like ham fisted. It's you know what you know what pisses me <laughs> off? Here's our here's my Quake Champions rant of the week. It's fucking Quake, man. Yeah. This should, is one of their pillars. You should just ship with that already. It should have been there at the beginning. This is like this is like you they wouldn't treat Doom like, ah, maybe we'll slap in a feature. It's been a staple since nineteen ninety four yeah. or three. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is Quake. I know. It's. <coughs> they need. Whatever. 
It's also an early access for like a year now. Yeah, it's no, it's just an access. It's an access. Yeah. And what's funny is it's uh, it's going to be a free to play game, but it's built on an early access platform. I don't understand how that works. How are you a free to play game that has an early access model? <coughs> I don't know, man. They're living weird times. What even is Quake Champions? <laughs> it's not as good as Project One V One. No, it's not. That's what it is. I love that game. Does that come out this year? I don't know. They. I sure hope. I'll play that. They haven't said anything about it. We should just go over to Gearbox. Yeah, we should. Pop in. Be like, hi, we're here to do it for Shack News. Right. Like, we have an appointment with, yeah. with Steve Martin. Gibson and Martin. <laughs> we like, no, Martin told us to come over. He's going to drop the server. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll email those guys. And and uh, message Sugar Mom, see if she wants to do something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we should have some some <coughs> some sort of a shack meet at QuakeCon. We should. Yeah. We did last year. We had uh, yeah. there were shackers who hung out pretty mm-hmm. much all the time. Had dinner a couple times. Yeah, we had dinner with like a group of them, and then yeah, like Soxta was just around. Uh, there's gonna be guy folks that have BYOC spots. We have BYOC spots this year. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with them. So you're I'm not like, bringing your computer. No. I have gaming laptop that I'm going to bring, and I figure we could get, like, a Switch. Yeah. Uh, and then some monitors or something. Awesome. Let me run something by you. How do you feel about expensing me a gaming laptop for QuakeCon, huh? <laughs> I don't huh? know about that. No, okay, no. no uh, you don't want a gaming laptop. I don't. You I, want a better desktop. No, I like computers that weigh less than 30 pounds. But gaming laptops weigh less than thirty pounds. I know they're heavy though. They're just they are crap. heavy. They're just never good. Ever since I've switched to Chromebook and MacBook mm-hmm. for writing, and I they're just like so light. I just love them so much. I'm gonna play on one of your computers. Though. I'll play on your gaming laptop. We'll figure out something. Yeah, but I figure we could get something going there where it'll be. We should. It'll be jazzy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we have four spots. Yeah, that's awesome. In the BYOC. We gonna have signage? Do you have signage there? I haven't even started. Not like a huge, big thing, like E three size sign, but you know something. We need something because I know like clans do that. You know, you've got like they have their areas. Yeah, the waifus for life who have a sizable banner. That's that's right. That's right. They had a very large area. I wonder how big do you think they'll be this year? Oh, waifus for life will be have a big presence because forty five hundred spots available for BYOC this year. It's the largest BYOC ever. Bring your own computer if you guys are wondering what we're talking did about. Did you? Did the BYOC seem kind of empty sometimes last year? I don't know if it's just the time of day like I went. It's just always like that, man. There's never. It's never going to be everyone in the BYOC at I, once. I know that, but I went in like where did I go? It would have been 2008. I remember Quake Live was in early access. Mm-hmm. I had to sit like in the back because the pace was just packed. Yeah, but that was a that was a smaller venue. That's true. That was. They've opened up the venue yeah, size. Yeah, that's true. So it's way more spread out. Yeah. That's what the difference is. Quick, did we talk about this last year? QuakeCon is probably my favorite con. Oh, it's the best. It's, it's just, it's, everyone's so friendly. They're just there to hang out and play games, talk about games. That might, if, if you know, whenever I'm done with this, I get off this merry-go-round that is being the, the man of the briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be the one that I go to. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go to that one and then like maybe E3 if I can get in. Yeah. But I even no, I might not even 
I couldn't I couldn't imagine going to an E3 without a Shaq News E3 booth. Mm-hmm. That just does not compute to me. Yeah. So if whoever's in charge of it after I'm there, if you don't have a booth, I'm not coming. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, I think QuakeCon would be that one. That was the one when I was a kid or even a teenager or whatever reading Shaq News. Mm-hmm. I was reading about QuakeCon, be like, oh, I wish I could have been there. Yeah. You know, it's like those threads were epic. They were epic. Like you <laughs> have all the little stuff, like dog nose shuttling people to and yep. from the airport, big Shaq meets at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Oh, video games were involved. Like it was, it was a little bit of everything that is Shack news. Yeah, and I really, I loved, I loved reading those threads. I did. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah. I, I definitely, when I took over, I guess this will be my third QuakeCon in a row now. So it's like, oh, admit, you went in um, twenty sixteen. Yeah. What was there? Because Doom was out. I guess maybe did they show because they announced Quake Champions at E3 that year. Yeah. So what was it? QuakeCon. They announced Quake Champions at E3 that year. But then they probably had they showed it. Showed it at QuakeCon. They did a close behind closed doors uh, demo. Okay. Uh, It was like Fatality, Rafa, Evil. They had all these esports players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Behind closed doors, five v five. Okay. Sorry, four v four Quake Champions. It was the first time anyone had ever seen Quake Champions multiplayer. Yeah. And then they had their, they were doing the Quake Live and Quake World tournament that year. Right. Okay. Um, so that's what, it was really the focus. Um, maybe Wolfenstein was the thing that they were showing hands on. Wolfenstein. The, not, not New Colossus, right? Because that was last year. Yeah. I'm talking uh, the Old Blood, their DLC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the new order, yeah, that's what they were showing. Okay, that makes so it sense. wasn't a huge year for it, but it was just my first QuakeCon. Well, I remember it's almost like it's almost Bethesda Con now because like last year, oh, I, totally, we played. Todd uh, Howard's gonna be there. Yeah, Todd Howard's gonna be there. What's that? What's that horror game I played last year? Now I can't even think of it. Beyond Good and Evil Two. No, 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 no. The horror one that Shinji Mikami, Resident Evil guy, made. Oh, what am I talking about? Uh, in Japan, it's called Psycho Killer. Yeah. Why can't I think of his name? You know what I'm talking about, though. The the second one, <laughs> Evil Within. Evil Within Two. I played Evil Within <laughs> Two, and then I think Chris. I think Chris reviewed it. Yeah. Because uh, I was writing Rocket Jump and pissing off Tim Willits at that time. I was pretty busy with that. Pissing off Tim Willits. Yeah. Well, I never. No. Actually, I did. Yep. It was funny because I think Tim Willits saw me in the crowd at the Bethesda event. Because it was like the the camera was like right to my left. Yeah. So he's like his uh, teleprompter was like right here. <laughs> then my head was right here. So I'm pretty sure he saw me. Yeah. During the press event, we should we should interview him this year. I, I'll ask. Yeah. I'll ask. Let's do a rocket jump post mortem. Be like so. What do you think? Yeah. Did you, did you have a chance to read it? <laughs> I doubt it. I very strategically did not get into all that mess until the first Mercury chapter started. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless like he sprung for Mercury or downloaded an ebook or whatever, I'm sure someone somewhere at ID did. Yeah, it's no doubt that someone at ID did that. Yeah, or I'm sure. Do you think? I don't know. I don't think Carmack did. I would have this data. We didn't get a John Carmack Mercury sub. 
Unless they use like burner accounts or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would have noticed the John Carmack. Carmack Mercury plugged Reset. my Kickstarter though. That was cool. I did see that. Carmack and Romero, American McGee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how's it going? It's going. How many days left? Six. Oh boy. I'm like 76% of the way there. Are you nervous? No. You're confident. You're I'm not confident or nervous. Like I want it to fun, but if it doesn't, I'll be fine, and I'll just go through my usual process. Mm-hmm. Like I would. I, I this has all been an experiment for me, mm-hmm. and I think it's going well. People are excited about it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like I've gotten great feedback on all the writing, but this is. I was telling you when I came over. This is probably the busiest month of my career, mm-hmm. and this I'm not trying to make this like the David minute, but like I had two manuscripts due to two separate publishers. I'm working on the next long read, a little over, I don't know, like three quarters done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm running this Kickstarter campaign. My wife is helping, but there's only so much she can do because like, I'm the author and people want to talk to me. Yeah. And it's just like, the problem is a Kickstarter in and of itself is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard to reach people. But I'm very confident in the writing. I've gotten great feedback from the writing. By the way, in terms of analytics, Shack News pledges are like in our top three. I think mm-hmm. they're second. So Shackers are pretty excited about it. Yeah, between the chatty posts that I've seen, a couple people, yeah, yeah people we've had a few threads about it. Like I try not to do that because I don't want to like shill too much. But I'll people have it. been starting. Th- I know you will. I'll shill for you. I know you will. I appreciate. I get that. no benefit from it either. So no, I just you don't. do it. It's just no. a random act of kindness. But other Shackers, like I'll do yeah. a search before I put a print. They're like, "Hey, Craddock's Kickstarter's good." Yep. So like I want it to fund, but I'm not sitting here swelling sweating bullets mm-hmm. either. You know. It's also different because it's not like uh, I, I, not that it's not a product, but it's not like a a lot of Kickstarters are like for electronic devices yeah. and shit, things that need the capital. Yeah, you have a lot of solutions for distributing your work. Yep, you know, so it's not like oh no, we're not going to be able to distribute this. It's yeah. more just figuring out a new distribution method. I was I wanted to try pre-ordering. It's also a really organic way to let's say this doesn't fund. I have a few hundred people who are really excited for it when mm-hmm. it does come out. Yeah. You know, I also look at it as if I would have just self-published this by putting up on Amazon like I did the first one, I would have made $9,000 in a month, which mm-hmm. would have been pretty cool. I mean, not exactly because oh, the price is saying. little, but like those are people who would have been like, yes, I want that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I definitely want it to fund. But if it doesn't, that's fine. I'll just keep plugging away at it. It'll, st- it'll still be out next summer. But um, the support has been great so far. Yeah. Well, <coughs> I'm watching it. Cool. I, I saw I saw you were in a, I think in the, I saw it when Romsteady came in with a $1,500 Yeah, that was backer. awesome. He yeah. was the first one to do that. <coughs> I was watching that tier. I was like, come on, you rich shackers. Like the, I knew there's a couple. There's a couple IT professionals with it, you know Google uh, stock options or whatever, and I was like, "Come on, you guys, yeah, do it for Shack News, yeah." Uh, but yeah, if you guys listen to the the Shack Cast, and I think we mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but yeah, this is a a deep dive into Diablo two, which yes. might be the best and Starcraft, yes, the best Diablo. I, I mean, I think so, and I liked three a lot. I know, so, I mean, like, like there's still a lot of ill will between like the Diablo two and three camps. So I'm like, both games mm-hmm. are great, but I think two is it's better. Yeah, I think it was more of a landmark game. Mm-hmm. 
And StarCraft's uh, just next level amazing. StarCraft is still the best real-time strategy game ever, I yeah. think. It took everything I loved about Warcraft 2 and yeah. made it better better game with three races yeah like i love warcraft 2 like i think to this day the graphics in that game still hold up i think it's just a very beautiful game i would play warcraft 2 remastered absolutely all day long they should they already they already kind of did that with BattleNet edition back in the day yeah and they just need to have BattleNet edition hd or whatever they want to call it yeah but i think like one of the limitations of warcraft 2 was and i've, I've heard this straight from the horse's mouth you know it was still kind of the differences between the two sides were to a degree very superficial until the late game when the orcs were just completely overpowered in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. StarCraft is like a game of, the way I describe it is it's paper, rock, scissors, where scissors could still crush the rock if they're sharp enough. Yeah. You know, if you work at it and sharpen that blade, they could, that can happen. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's got like stab down. That's right. It's not. It's pierce not rock. A, it's not a cut. Don't it's more cut of a rock, stab. Pierce rock. Stab yeah, you, rock. You, you put the, yeah. I, I, could, I, I get that though. Yeah. Um, no, I absolutely love that game. I played a ton of it on the LAN. Um, yeah, and no, I'm I'm interested. I haven't officially backed it yet. I'm just watching. Just watching. So you got you got a briefcase man lurking. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm looking at it. All I'm right, like, man. I'm like, I'm just watching. It's still weird. Like I still feel weird. Like asking friends and family. Yeah. It's still just like I know you're supposed to. I know you're supposed to hit up everybody, but I'm like I don't know. Like I sent out email to like friends and family in the first day, and I personalized them and everything. But I'm not gonna like constantly go to my grandparents' house and like rattle my tin cup it's or like, whatever. It's like how I feel when I'm doing extra life, though. Like I, you just gotta, yeah. you kind of have to use every you do avenue you can. You do, you do. You know, it's just part of marketing. It's part of also grassroots marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's maybe your aunt doesn't want to buy the book but maybe she knows a kid who does yeah you know what i mean so yeah. it's like it's one of those things that it's like i definitely have hit everybody up mm-hmm. and i feel like those i haven't hit up directly like you like you know about it mm-hmm. um i think that's probably my the chink in my armor as a writer i am not good at self-promotion it's yeah. not because I'm shy or humble. It's because I am always, like, you know, I'm always head down. I'm writing something. Mm-hmm. And when something comes out, I'm like, hey, this is out. And I'll do some interviews about it. And then I'm like, all right. And then I'm just writing the next thing. Mm-hmm. I just have to make more time. I'm doing, actually, I think the weekend after QuakeCon, I'm doing a a teen program for, like, an hour at Maslin Public Library. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's an opportunity. Like, I have a new novel coming out at the end of the summer, and that's an opportunity to talk about that. But, like, once that moves on... I'm very much one of those writers who's like, ah, can I be done talking now so I can go write? Uh-huh. You know? So I'm just getting better at it. That's the other thing. The Kickstarter, like, I've gotten very good. I've put a lot of time and effort into the updates, the backer updates. Mm-hmm. Um, people love that. People love that. And I'm I'm proud of the, how the updates. And there's, they've been well received, too. Are Doing, you tweeting out the updates when you do them? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and, yeah, you know, I would... Because you guys have that trailer too, right? Yep. How, how long is it? Two and a half minutes. If you <coughs> have you thought about just posting the video straight to Twitter and Facebook? I should. You could probably do that. Okay. And what I find just on Shack in general is that people are way less likely to click on anything. You know, <laughs> you know, we have yeah. a rant about this at the end of the show. Yes. But when you shove the video in your in their face and it's your face. Yeah. You know, so it's like 
you can't res- you can't avoid this. This is happening to you right now. You are consuming this video, like it or not, and then yep. you're more likely to interact with the video. I think. Yeah, I think so that, that might be sense. something for you guys to do is like a last second push. Yeah. And then if you feel like giving Zuckerberg money, you can monetize it, and all those Russian bots will watch it. We tr- we dropped like twenty dollars on Facebook ads and didn't it wasn't even a blip. Yeah, like, eh. it's it's uh, <coughs> you gotta say it's it feels like a scam. And yeah. also, if you don't uh, curate who you're targeting, they do have really good analytics there where you can target age groups, localities, and all that stuff. Amy is in charge of all that stuff, and she got it, like, laser-focused, and we just still didn't get much. Of- yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Because people lie about what they like, too, on that thing. Yeah. So some people say, oh, yeah, I like this, and then they never actually cared about it. So yeah. it's just- they forget that they even liked the thing. Mm-hmm. So if you base your targeting on that, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give you some time here for a, a late, that. a late uh, push. Yeah. For for your Kickstarter, because I'd I'd rather see you you win this, there, you know, meet your goal on Kickstarter than have to go through finding another route. I think it'd be yeah, it's a cooler proof of concept for you. I think it is, and I'm just I'm just kind of humbled. And at the same time, proud of like, you know, I go in the comments, people are like, come on, man, this book looks so great. Let's back this. Everybody up their pledge levels. Mm-hmm. That's I cool. Mean, I have the, a lot of good support. You, you have a lot of fans <laughs> from yeah. the first book. Yeah. And that's that's what's amazing is that after all this time, they're coming back. And it's like, and then the people who missed it are like, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, I have to, I have to read this other one. And yeah. I know it's one of the rewards that you can get a digital copy of the first one, right? correct uh so yeah it's it's easy to catch up that way but yeah it's it's funny how many people i've seen on twitter or on your on the kickstarter comment like oh i haven't read the first one either and it's like people are discovering the first one and then they're reading the first one and they're like holy crap i need to get the second one yeah yeah Uh, so i think that that lag time has been a thing too it has so i'm sure you've seen some sales of your first book the first one shot up to hit number one on a number of amazon charts (laughs) With like the weekend, the week after the campaign started, it was doing pretty well. That's funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's it's cool. Um, I want to talk about a couple of games that I tried out last week. Sure. Uh, before we end the show, uh, at the EA showcase. Yeah. In Redwood City, uh, or Redwood Shores. I can't remember what town. It's an it annual summer event. Apparently, it's becoming one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried out four games. I'll talk about two of them today, and I'll talk about. Actually, no, I'll talk about three of them. Okay. A limited amount of one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. I uh, tried out Madden. uh, Madden NFL 19. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's more of the same. You know, it's it's Madden. Yeah. Uh, They added a new Mutt squads. Like, Mutt is their ultimate team thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Madden ultimate team has a thing called squads now. Squads, you basically took your fantasy team with your two friends and you went against someone else's fantasy team with their their the three of them mm-hmm. so it's a three-on-three football game online with ultimate team cards okay this year they said okay maybe people don't want to play other people so let's create like bots npc you know or, or bots so it's it's madden squads challenge yeah. so it's like different difficulty ai that you play against with your friends so that's a cool addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the franchise mode is drastically changed. And 
I'm going to build us a Cleveland Browns team that we can be proud of. It's going to take us. It's going to take me some time. <laughs> I'm going to do what I did with the Bizarro Wolverines mm-hmm. with the Browns. Okay. You can build your whole recruit class. If you want to make 452 players, they're all 99 overall. You can. It's the first time you've been able to do this in Madden in years. So I'm excited for that. Uh, cause That's cool. I can actually have a good Browns team for once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll do what I did with the Bizarro Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that I'm going to stop playing my season of Bizarro Wolverines because I still think the most pure form of video game football was the NCAA franchise. Mm-hmm. And I love NCAA 2013. So I'm going to probably play that again before the end of the year and stream it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Madden 19, the thing that I focused on in my play session, uh, I got us. I, I knocked. I locked down the ratings of the overall teams. Clearly, the Eagles are number one overall. They're. I think they're ninety-five overall rating mm-hmm. as a team. Mm-hmm. The surprising one was the Cleveland Browns. They're ranked eighty. Last year they were like in the sixties, so they're like, and they went zero and sixteen. But because of all the players we've gotten, all the moves that we've made, they're ranking us at eighty overall right now. Damn, I was like. That's generous. That I'm like, there's is... some there's some Cleveland devs on your team that are like, yeah. nope, we're gonna give this guy five more points here. And, you know, they got the overall rating up to an 80 for the Browns. Wow, really impressed by that. Yeah. Um. See, so that was another little thing that we that we did. I played the game on PC. Speaking of ultra wide, that is a huge deal. That I is played exciting. Madden on an ultra wide monitor with a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> And the keyboard and mouse controls for Madden do not translate. Holy crap, is it terrible. Q-W-E-R-F-L. Linebacker audible hit the L key. Really? Who on earth thought that was a good idea? And you can't change the the key bindings. So you have like your hand on... You can't change the key bindings? No. This is a PC game. I know. It's like they haven't made a PC game in a decade. So it's like... Go figure. Yeah. And then you move your character on screen with the mouse. It's a virtual analog. Uh, so you like drop back to pass by pulling down on the mouse. Run forward by pushing forward on the mouse. Oh, I could see how that could really easily mess someone up. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Because normally, in our, in, if you're playing with an analog joystick, the left thumbstick controls the player on the screen. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you're re- controlling it with your right hand instead of your left hand. It's weird. I threw a touchdown, though. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You know what? I could see someone wanting to play this way. I don't know who, but you're gonna have to stream it that way when it comes out. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, uh, maybe that'll be like a challenge. I have Chris play his keyboard and mouse, and I'll play as a controller. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool because it sets up for. You know, I think there's gonna be people out there that want to play it with a keyboard oh, and mouse. For sure, uh, just because you can. And of yeah. course, that's I wanted to also. Like, if there was a gamepad plugged into that PC, I could have played it with a gamepad. Mm-hmm. I chose to play it with a keyboard and mouse because that's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, by the end of my play session with it, I was like, okay, I could do this, but it's just not. It's not better in really any area of gameplay. Where it shines is when you're picking plays. Mm-hmm. That you can scroll through the menu with the you know the thumb you know your mouse wheel, and you can click on the play instead of having to like hover over it. So there's some things about how you interact with menus that's almost better. Uh, but yeah, it's not nothing too crazy. So then the last thing I tried out with Madden was Long Shot, 
which is their single player campaign. Yeah. Last year we were in Afghanistan with Dan Marino mm-hmm. throwing the football around. This year you got Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Which I made a stupid video about oh, no, earlier no, this week. It's hilarious. Right? Yeah. But uh he is in the game. It's in the game. Rob Schneider's in the game. Why though? I don't know. This is Madden. And it's like it's annoying because I thought the part of Longshot that I liked was that you were this kid trying to get into the league and you ended up getting drafted to your favorite team. This year, you're just on the Cowboys. And you're still the same guy. You're still Devin Wade. And you like it's weird that they tried to have continuity in a Madden story mode. Yeah. Like this is the s- sequel to last year's long shot. So you have now been drafted and cut by the Cleveland Browns, in theory. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Your buddy Colt, out of the league, right? Mm-hmm. So it it becomes this really weird story mode about a guy who's not in the NFL. And I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm meeting his sister, his half-sister, who he didn't know about, so his estranged half-sister, her friend who's deaf but actually might be a good high school quarterback, what does this have to do with anything? So it's like you spend 40 minutes doing that, right? And then there's like these cutscenes where you go back and you're you're playing as the quarterback in Dallas and you're you're like a, you're struggling to make the practice team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the bar is still really low for you. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's, it was dumb and really bad and just like I didn't get to play all the way through. So last year I did complete the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year I I did about the first act uh, to where Devin gets on. He gets onto the practice team. He makes the team. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it goes from here. Maybe Rob Schneider redeems himself. At one point he says, "I do Bikram yoga," and I was just like, "I'm out." I saw. I think I saw that in your video. Oh, I kept that in the video. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So that that's a thing that happened. Mm. And it really should just be Skate 4. Like, we could have taken all these development resources and put that into a single-player game for Skate 4. And it yeah. It would have been better than whatever the hell this is. I assume Rob Schneider would not show up in a Skate 4, so that would make it better. Better. Yeah, this is inherently bad because Rob Schneider's in it. Yeah. Like, it, it gets minus minuses from me all over the place. Rob Schneider. And last year, Longshot was the reason I gave the game a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So you're going from me liking this game because of Longshot to me not liking the game because of Longshot. Yeah. In a year. Yeah, that's so that's, that's, a, that's a dip. That's Yeah, it's a down year if you have to sign Rob Schneider to this. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. And also, like, the Cowboys don't even have a GM. The owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, is the GM. So it's like a fictional thing that doesn't even exist. They created a thing that doesn't even exist for Rob Schneider. Damn. It makes it even worse. It and does. Like, and like, I don't care about playing. I hate the Cowboys. Do you like the Cowboys? No. no. Who likes the Cowboys? No. Cowboys fans do. Yeah. They're like the New York Yankees of the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. They're like the or Yankees the or the State. Warriors yeah. or like the Lakers. Like, yeah. fuck all those teams. Yeah. Except the Warriors. They're great. Um, They're going to win. They're objectively... 
They're just better than everybody. I mean, like little little tangent, but like as someone who likes wrestling, I don't really root for company as I root for people. I look at the the Warriors bench and I'm like, there are some really good players on the Warriors. Yeah, like, just objectively, yeah. like Steph Curry strikes me as kind of like a douchey guy, mm-hmm. but the threes he was hitting in the finals this year were just out of this world. Yeah, he's a, he's an insane. He I think he plays better against the Cavs than he does the rest of the year. That's probably one of the greatest rivalries in basketball, right? It's dead. I know it is. They bashed it with a shovel, but and it's dead now. It was the I, ultimate I, I rivalry. I love those playoffs. Rust Belt versus Silicon Valley. Yeah. I can't think of a better narrative. No. No, LA versus Silicon Valley. That's a great narrative. That was like the Rock Austin yeah. of the of the NBA. Yeah, it really was, and it's gone now. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Madden, I, I'm going to buy it for PC. That's, yeah, you got to show your support. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to get it for PC. I'm probably not going to get it for console this year. I'm out. I don't know. We'll see. It's, the, it goes back to what I was talking about with No Man's Sky. I don't know where my friends are going to be playing it, so I might have to get it on multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah. Um, But not Switch for some reason. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, why is this still not? Frostbite so does not scale to Switch. Oh, that's true. They're using Frostbite for all their sports titles now. Not all of them. Most so of them. Hockey is using Ignite, and NBA is using Ignite. Uh, Frostbite is running FIFA and and Madden now. Okay. Yeah, so they're like straddling the, the two. two big sellers. Yeah, but the thing that's coming to all the games is real player motion, and that kind of leads me to the next game I want to talk about: mm-hmm. NHL 19. Mm-hmm. Hockey has been kind of the worst of the four games for years now. Worse than live. It's neck and neck between them, but yeah, okay. they've been bad. Both of them have been bad. Like. Hockey has been straight up broken some years, mm-hmm. where it just doesn't work, and then th- it dries up. People don't want to play it online; it dries up. You know, um, Madden has always had a vibrant online game. You know, FIFA you can always find online game. You're right. NBA and and hockey have both kind of been lesser, but they added real player motion, which is this collision detection skeletal fl- framework for players. It looks way more realistic than I've ever seen an NHL game look. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really fun. They added a mode called ones where it's one V one V one on half of a rink. That sounds kind of fun on a pond outside. It's fun. So you have one goal, a goalie, and then the three of you are trying to score as many goals in however many minutes. It's fun. You use your creative player for it. Uh, a, a common theme in, uh, NHL and the NBA game. You rank up your player in single player, and you can buy stuff with it, you know, cosmetics or whatever. You can unlock skill trees. Uh, you can specialize your player. But it's not done through microtransactions. It's only done through playing the game. I like that. I and I like that. that. Yeah. That's where I'm like, I might switch. You know, and, like, there's some other stuff that they – those were really – that's the high order bit for NHL, really, is that they added ones this year. Uh, the other thing they're bringing like legend characters, so Wayne Gretzky's going to be playable I in the just game. Say Gretzky has to be in there. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that they're showing off right now. They haven't talked about a lot of the other legends, but that's a big deal to mm-hmm. have Gretzky in your game. Yeah, uh, I just think it's going to be a good year for NHL 19. Cool but NBA man. I might get live instead of 2K. Really? I don't want to play the story mode in uh, 2K. It it's like a paywall. 
Oh, that's true. They're like pay to win. Yeah. And I just don't want to give them $100 every year to make my player badass. Yeah. I can just go grind in in, in the one, the mm-hmm. NBA Live uh, campaign mode, and not have to pay. Mm-hmm. If that game was on Switch, I would be in heaven. Yeah. Like, I'm bummed that it's not on Switch. Uh, but yeah, like I actually, I might like NBA live more than Matt, uh, more than 2k. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I'll just talk about the one cause that's what's out of embargo right now. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's other things under embargo. Embargo. So, uh, it was a very, very complicated embargo. Yeah. Am I still uploading that fucking video by the way? It's done. Yeah. So you, you, you can talk about the one, but there are certain things in the one that are under embargo. Yes. I had to edit out earlier. Uh, <laughs> not in the podcast, but it's like an video. embargo inception. It was. There was a thing in the one that was embargoed, but they said that the one wasn't embargoed. So it was like a turducken of embargoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it didn't work out for the old briefcase man. Uh, but yeah, I, I think NBA is going to be cool, man. And I, I just, cause, because I'm so sick of the actual NBA, mm-hmm. I need to be able to rebuild the Cavs with a new uh small forward out of canton ohio yep went to university of michigan earl divix you know he's a, been a pro skateboarder he's coach of the ncaa bizarre wolverines he's my he's my avatar mm-hmm. he's been all over earl divix is my character in uh my whatever the name of my player in uh on my nintendo switch i know you know what i mean so it's like it's everywhere yep uh and divix is a video format that is no longer around uh someone mentioned it on the thread today actually uh but yeah i no i i i'm ready to build a team around earl divix and i'm gonna try to get drafted to the Cavs. it's funny in the video i uploaded i got drafted to the bulls one pick ahead of the Cavs. (laughs) i I did see that i just i saw your article yeah you saw where i posted like yeah i'll play my my through my rookie contract and then probably sign with the warriors (laughs) like everybody else that's right uh, so yeah, I'm not butthurt at all about. The Dude, worst. I used to do the same thing with um, the WWE 2K previously yeah. SmackDown games. Like even when I was down on wrestling, I'd get those and like I'm gonna live up my fantasies in this game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I think sports games have been great for for Cleveland fans in that sense. Yeah. So when Michael Jordan was shitting all over us, you could just play as the Cavs and beat him somehow. Yep. Uh, you know, back in NBA Live in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I I just feel like there's. And once again, they're bringing real player motion to NBA, and it's noticeable, man. Like the the collision detection's better, and that going back to hockey, collision detection's super important in a game like that. Because mm-hmm. if if you, it, it's how you break immersion. If yeah. something happens on screen that isn't what would happen in real life, players get mad and annoyed by that. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see them take the care. Like they're not giving up. Like I know NBA right now, it's two K. 2K has an, their own esports league. Like everyone's all on 2K right now. Mm-hmm. I've bought every 2K for years. Yeah, you know that's just the game everyone buys, and we all put up with the crap in it because it's not good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things wrong with NBA 2K, and we just put up with it because live wasn't good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're catching up. That's good, and it's good. Competition's good. Uh, I wish there was competition on the other side in the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. if the 2K folks had a shot at NFL 2K again, that would be great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to be playing NBA Live this fall. I really do. Because um, I it just I enjoyed the create-a-player function. I enjoyed playing through it. 
we're in a situation where I, I I'm not going to play as the regular Cavs. Uh, the other cool thing with uh, EA Sports uh, in general, but also NBA Live this year, they support female player creation. Yep, that's and they cool. also have all the WNBA teams there. Oh, that's I did not realize that. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, FIFA also has like women's national teams now. Mm-hmm. So like FIFA's doing a good job of that, and now uh, now the NBA game uh, NBA Live is doing well with that. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that is. I actually captured a WNBA game. Cool. Uh, I didn't get. To, I wasn't able to post it yet. But I was, gonna, I, I was gonna say I didn't see it. But yeah, I will post that later. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, that's not under embargo. You can play as you've been able to play as WNBA mm-hmm. players for a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I had a very. It was fun. Like because. I don't hate any of those players. They're all really cool. They're talented. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was. I think that's that's another cool thing mm-hmm. about it. So yeah, I foresee myself not playing as much 2K this year and playing more NBA Live. Okay. If it was on Switch, oh, I'd be so happy. Oh yeah, I'm, that'd I'm, be that that Mario Tennis. I could see being your go-to flight games. Yeah. No, for real. Um, I haven't been playing much Zelda lately, and I I. I want to get back because I want to finish the Trial of the Sword. It's just hard. It is really hard. Did you do it? I got like 40-some levels in. There's 40-some levels? I think, if I remember, I think there's 100. Oh, good God. Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure there are 100. That's just... They expect us to do that in one go? I I might look that up. I might want to double-check that. But it's a lot. It is a lot. That's too many. It is a gauntlet. That's brutal. Yeah. Why do they got to do this like that? Yep. Um, so, yeah. Those are the... I'm glad to hear the live is shaping up again. I have a lot of fond memories of live. My brother and I played. I think live 94 and live 95. Live we, 95 we sunk, was so good. Yeah, we sunk a ton of time into that. Yeah. On those, Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. And I played it on PC. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We used to play live all the time in, mm-hmm. in, in the dorms yeah uh but yeah i i think there there's like some of ea is not maybe like some of ea is not really doing that great yeah other parts of them are and there's like the the nhl team man they're like a ragtag bunch man like you know like they're not they're kind of like the underdog team at ea sports right now yeah so i'm rooting for them I, you know, and like I'm pulling for the NBA Live guys to get it together because they need to compete. Yeah, uh, they they have the resources to compete. You know, so yeah, they do. It'll be cool. There, there's some other features that we'll talk about in the future, and I'll be able to talk more about FIFA. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about them. Um, and uh, I couldn't find how many levels are in that thing. It's a lot. Again. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it it's really fucking hard. I have to say, I do. Like, I don't hate EA like a lot of people do. I've, I certainly don't think it's the worst company in America, which I guess it won that that's dubious honor for... Yeah, that's Facebook. But, like, <laughs> I, I do miss the EA that gave me, like, Dead Space, for example. Yeah, sure. I loved that franchise. I loved those first two games, Or the especially. EA that gave me Burnout. Yeah. You know? Where's that EA? Yeah. Or the EA that gave me NHL 94. Mm-hmm. You know? There's, like, there's great games that have come... Even the Mass Effect series, you know? 
Absolutely. You know, there's like great things that they've done, so it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I there's times where Madden's really good, and there's times where Madden's not really good. I don't think this is a year where Madden's bad. I don't, but I think it's it's not. Some of the things that people complained about last year might still be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a challenge for them. When they added this concept of aggressive catch, run after catch, spectacular catch, three buttons to catch the ball, you open this Pandora's box of just stupid things happening. And yeah. that's, it became less realistic when they did that. Mm-hmm. And that was probably three years ago. So it's like they still haven't really gotten past that problem. Yeah. But because of real player motion, which is, you know, has a lot to do with collision detection, running is so different in this game. You can't just hold on turbo and make a cut. You're not going to make that cut that you would if you slowed down and then cut, Mm -hmm. which is realistic. Yeah. You can't be just running 50 miles an hour and then take a right, you know, and still be going 50. You know, and if you're watching an NFL game, there's like stutter steps, all sorts of stuff that they do. So they tried to capture that. So I think from a realism standpoint, running was probably the focus this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's always the case with Matt. And they either tried to make passing the focus or running the focus. Yeah. So I think this year running was the focus. Um, but yeah, there's no competition, so it doesn't matter. You're going to buy their game. Mm-hmm. But why not on Switch? Yeah, Switch would be great. FIFA is coming to Switch. Out of all of them, That's, FIFA is the only one. I guess I guess that makes sense. Cause I'll buy it. Yeah. I told them I'll buy it just so that there's better data for them to support putting other games on Switch. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I want everyone to run out and buy Semblance because I want more games from Nyamakop to come mm-hmm. out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like it's similar. Like if, if EA Sports doesn't see the sales numbers, they're not going to put their games on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So FIFA is the feeler for mm-hmm. them. But I don't understand how if you're a, if you're NHL. It's not like you're teaming with users on these other platforms. You might as well be the only hockey game on Switch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's a sports game that people would buy just because it's on Switch. You know, ask Bethesda. Why are they dumping all their IP on Switch? Because yep. people are buying it because yep. it's on Switch. Like I, Michael Wang beat uh, Wolfenstein the New Colossus. He would not have played that game except for the fact that it came out on Switch. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, it's like, I, I feel like there's, there, these companies are missing the point and maybe they're waiting another year so that they have an addressable market on switch of 40 million units instead of 20. But it's like, come on, 20 million units of people who are starving for these kinds of games. Yeah. I, I don't even think, you know, maybe one argument they could float is it's hard to get noticed on switch. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 again, I think you could draw kind of an analog to the app store yes it's you can get lost in the shuffle but if you're a triple a publisher you can you can get noticed mm-hmm. that's that that was one that was one issue a lot of people had with the app store and even on kickstarter where a lot of like the the average joes would kind of get shoved out because then ea started companies like ea and activision would start putting out you know mobile games and then projects on kickstarter and they can get noticed mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I, th- I feel like getting lost in the shuffle wouldn't really be a valid argument for EA. No, I don't think that's the argument. I just think they're like, well, we don't want to p- 
put development resources towards this thing that isn't going to make us money. That's the argument. Yeah. And I just think it's false. Yeah, I think oh, I yeah. think Bethesda is proving them wrong uh, yeah. repeatedly. And granted they're completely different genre of games, but that's my point. There's two genres of games that Nintendo consoles historically have been starved for. Right. Sports games and shooters. Mhm. And look how shooters are doing on Switch. If Lawbreakers launches on Switch, Cliffy B's not posting about stupid shit on Twitter. He's mm-hmm. working. Yeah. Because that could have saved that company. Yeah, I you think know? so. And I, I just feel like people, there's still a stigma to it uh, that Switch isn't as powerful, so we don't want to have to develop for it. That, that is missing the point. Mm-hmm. They're missing the whole point that putting your game on a portable device, device is revolutionary. Yep. And let's just look at the most successful game of the year. It's on Switch, and it's called Fortnite. Yep. And it's free. Mm-hmm. So I just play the Fortnite card. Like, you, Oh, you, so you guys don't want to be like Fortnite? Yeah. Cool. You know? that's Good kinda, for you. Oh, let me know how that works out. It's a out. bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, that's, that's my rant about Switch support from EA, because they need to do a better job. They do. Uh a way better job even if you just like they could do some wacky shit man like re-release nhl 94 like that's like oh, some yeah. everyone loves that game yeah that's just like, like the gold standard of hockey games like you make that seven dollars on switch yeah people will buy the hell out of it. oh yeah yeah it's like do something like that at least like give us something throw us a bone mm-hmm. uh and they're just not so that that frustrated me i asked every single dev if if you were in the case of FIFA, I asked them about Switch, and then every other dev that might not be on Switch, I asked about Switch because mm-hmm. they all have one, you know. Yeah. And I asked NBA, and I and, and I didn't just leave it there. Like, I know people want to play NBA Live on PC, and they want to play NHL on PC, mm-hmm. you know. So like, why not ask about that too? Especially because you have your two other IPs that are both already on it, mm-hmm. and. uh PC's not going away either. So it's just like, yeah. And that that argument, oh, it's not powerful enough, is BS in the case of PC. If anything, the development resources goes towards supporting my ultra wide monitor and all that stuff. Right. Uh, so it's like, it's I get it, and it's clearly an accounting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're not going to spend that extra amount of money to get whatever support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So it's it's frustrating. I feel for those guys. I hate putting people on the spot like that, but when you're in an interview, you have to have them at least address it. Right. And the answer from developers usually was, we want to have our game in front of as many gamers as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's like clearly like a business thing. Yeah, it must be. Which sucks. Um, but also, I think it's a tech thing with Frostbite. I don't think we're ever going to see a Frostbite game on Switch. No, I, I doubt it at this and point. I don't think it supports that processor framework. I just don't think you can scale it down to the point where it'll work. Mm-mm. Or it'll give it like two minutes of battery life or something. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Uh, so that's a bummer. Because that means like no Battlefield 5 or Battlefield 1 or anything. But then fine. Remaster Battlefield 1942 and throw it on Switch. Yeah. Watch every shacker buy it. Yeah. You know? Do something like that. You could do that, or even like Battlefield 1943. Yeah, from the Xbox Live Arcade. There you go. Yep. That's what I mean. There's just there's old IP that they could repurpose. Yeah. And put on Switch. Yep. Yet they're not, and I just feel like they're they're not motivated properly. 
No, they're not. Meanwhile, Activision gets it. They just want to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, they're... And maybe we'll see something on Switch soon from them, but... Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything about a COD on Switch either. No. Maybe we could hear something at um, BlizzCon next month. There have been rumors for a while of Blizzard putting something out on Switch. Yeah. The a Hearthstone rumor- or a Diablo 3. Hearthstone seems so obvious. It really does. Like, why wouldn't you? There's a slot that needs to be filled. The CCG yeah. on Switch. Like, just put the words. Aren't they putting Elder Scrolls Legends on it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just Fallout Shelter. I know. Yeah, I know they're doing Fallout Shelter. It's out. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, I, there needs to be a CCG on Switch. Yeah. Uh, and Hearthstone just makes a lot of sense. I also think Overwatch should come to Switch. The other thing going on, I think people are uh, developers are delaying it because they they're holding out on Nintendo releasing the sixty four gigabyte cartridge. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. right now it's limited, I think, to sixteen. So you have to download stuff in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an issue. So maybe that's what's holding back some of these awesome games. It could be. But Overwatch on Switch would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I would I would play that game. Yeah. I don't want to play it on my PC, and it looks amazing on my PC. Right. That's a game that I want to play on my couch. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't... I get that. Uh, but, yeah, right... I've been playing a lot of Rocket League again. And Sea of Thieves. Michael Wang actually messaged me about playing Sea of Thieves. Really? Mm-hmm. He wants to play but he'll be happy to know that we were recording this podcast because he would yell at me if we didn't record a podcast this week. That's right. So it's a double-edged sword, Michael. There you go. Either I'm late to playing Sea of Thieves with you or I record a podcast. Oh, he messaged today? Just now. Like Just during, now. During the podcast, probably like an hour ago at this point. Yeah. But, you know, we're kind of wrapping up anyway. Um, did we miss anything? I don't think so. This was a meaty podcast for everybody. It was. Uh, we talked a lot about Northeast Ohio, which we tend to do. And if you're driving in Northeast Ohio traffic over the coming week, I think, uh, you might get through this podcast in, in one go. Yeah, right. Um, it just sucks because I like live, you know, off of that off of Fulton. Yeah. You know, and like that's the street that the Hall of Fame is on. Yeah. So it's just like doing stuff is harder right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not like L.A. traffic. It's literally just there's there's just too many people here. it's congested for this area everything yeah. being relative yeah it's just there's there's two lanes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah it's not like eight lanes bumper to bumper it's just there's two lanes and you can't move right so it's like it's this is where my ability to drive through neighborhoods comes in handy yes you know like i can get to i can get to your old uh your college yep. stark state mm-hmm. without touching fulton that's oh wow yeah, from here. Or Wales, or Portage. Yeah, there's a way to do it. Exactly. So that's where knowing your streets and being like out cantoning, out cantoning these city folk that yep. come into town. Yep. These these West Coast people with their fancy hair. <laughs> uh, you know all those ESPN jerks. Yep. They don't know the roads. No. So that's where that's where my routes come in handy. The, those date back to when I was like riding my bike around here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what's funny about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can get anywhere. I can get to I can get to your I can get to that street. Was it Frank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without touching the only I have to cross Laco Springs. 
but that's it. Oh, okay. I know the route you're talking now. Yeah. You yeah. just go like through all those neighborhoods. Yeah. It takes, in theory, it would you wouldn't do that. No, no, But no, you're no. avoiding the mess that is, uh, you know, you know what it is? Dressler. Dressler and Dressler, Fulton, and Everhard. Just avoid it. Yeah. So if those you guys are the are, culprits. If you guys are here for the Football Hall of Fame. Avoid those. Avoid those routes. Yeah. So let's do our wrap up. Go to shacknews.com for your interviews, reviews, news, previews. Long reads. Long, long reads. The longest reads. Uh, redesign that should be launching shortly after this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a ton of video interviews from the EA Showcase that are going to be going up. Um, go to twitch.tv slash shacknews. That's our Twitch channel. Subscribe. It, you know, it gives us some monies. Mm-hmm. Monies are good. Follow us at Shack News on Twitter. Or if you like Facebook, we're just Shack News on there. I don't understand why you would go to that website. It's, it's about to die anyway. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah. YouTube.com slash Shack News Games because the guy who has slash Shack News is a jerk or something. And then also slash Gamer Hub videos on YouTube is our gamer culture stuff. Greg has a lot of stuff from Comic Con that he posted up there. That man was a machine last week at, yeah. Com- at Comic-Con. And, you know, if you ever go to an event with Greg, you get a different level of appreciation for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he killed it for us at Comic-Con. And so did John Gadiosi. He he recorded quite a few interviews while he was there, too. Uh, so, yeah, that's we got good, good, good in, uh, interview video content up there. Got some gameplay from the EAA showcase that's going to be hitting the site again uh, pretty soon. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so those are the, I think those are the things, right? Yeah. Are all the things? I think those are all the things. One more thing. If you're on the internet, which you probably are because you're listening Waiting to us through a series of tubes. Yes. And you're on like a social media platform, say Facebook or Twitter, which is my preferred one. Mm-hmm. And you're going to use the like or the share button. Click the link first. Yes. Read the article. Become a more informed sharer and reader of information. Uh, if you want to go sexy bill, the cameraman's extra mile. We introduced this last week, actually vet the information, find another source that confirms whatever this article is saying before you share it. I call it bill's extra mile because I have no faith in my readership's ability to even (laughs) click the link, let alone vet the article, but I'm going to call it bill's extra mile. So if you want to go bill's sexy bill, the cameraman's extra mile. Go for it and vet the actual information. If you do, I tip my fedora to you. But just click the link at the very least. It gives the author or the content creator that extra page view or view in the case of Greg's video. Mm -hmm. So it helps them on Google Analytics. It makes me not want to fire them as much. Yes. uh, Because we're analytically driven at Shack News. Not that we are a machine that poops out content. We just want our content to have the best search engine optimization value. Right. Uh, that's that's the balance that occurs there. So yeah, uh, click on the link to help those writers show their editors. Hey, look, this article did well. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing about Fortnite. Look at this. You know, right. Um. So yeah, click the damn link. It's not hard, and it, it helps prevent the sharing of fake news, which is a big problem these days. <laughs> it's a huge problem, like massive problem. Yeah. So click the link, read it before you share it. Because if you just see a headline that confirms your bias, that doesn't mean it's true. 
it's so important that people get this through their head. I I know it's a preachy thing that I do at the end of every episode, but it means a lot to us. It does. So please do that. Um, thank you for listening. If you like our podcast, you know who you know who I saw likes our podcast. Who, Mister Sleepy. Hey, Mr. Sleepy. Mr. Sleepy posted a thread about it. He heard me talking That's about right. heard That's me talking right. about Quake 2 last week and he made yeah. a thread about it. So shout out to Mr. Sleepy. I love your beats and I'm happy that you are a listener. Happy everyone else who's listening. Hey, if you like us so much, instead of going to Chatty to tell everyone about it, go to your local podcast facility, leave a review for us. Leave five stars. Tell them we are the greatest podcast of all time. Right. Just tell the truth. Yeah. And then, yeah, we fucks with China Star. So shout out to them for the unsponsored, unofficial uh, sponsorship of this uh, two-hour-long podcast. I fucks with China Star. So, yeah, um, that's all. You know, uh, Lola is now asleep in the corner. She is out. She is over this podcast and is asleep she jumped off about an hour and a half in uh so you know i thought Props she was pretty good Lola. pretty good today yeah you know she didn't pee on the carpet or anything no she's a good girl yeah she's really the best uh so it's just kind of funny we must have been boring her i guess i don't know she's also just a sleepy puppy yeah uh so yeah uh once again happy belated birthday to bad kitty 64 and it's actually uh, Charles Singletary's birthday tomorrow. So happy That's birthday right. to Charles. And a belated birthday wish to Donovan, too, I think. Mm-hmm. His birthday is the same day as Waluigi's. What day is that? July 21st. Wow. I think it's July 21st. Yeah. I saw that because the original Mario Tennis for 64 came out the same day as Donovan's birthday. Oh, so while Luigi's birthday is the same as Donovan's, which makes a lot of sense when you it, think about it. It does. I'm putting two and two together <laughs> right? right now. Yeah. So I'm just saying, nerf Waluigi, nerf Donovan, buff some Bowser Jr. for me. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I love that game. I don't know. I it's not there's only like three people on Chatty that seem to care about it, but I'm one of them. Yeah. And I will sing its praises until some other game comes out that I keep playing on my Switch, which will happen. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, remember, tweet pictures of your pets at David L. Craddock and at TechnoSucks with the hashtag ShackPets. We want to see your pets. We want to see these pets. We want to see doggies and kitties. And, um, yeah, one more, yeah, one more shout out for your Kickstarter. Go out there and support the second book of Stay a While and Listen Yep, on Kickstarter. Is there like a URL that's easy or is it just Kickstarter? I think if you type in like Stay a While and Listen book two, I, I, or Stay a While and Listen David L. Craddock, you'll find it. Okay. it. It's pretty high in the search results. You did I, I instead of the number two? I did. Ooh, that's SEO. I know. Yeah. That's poop SEO. I know. <sighs> You're too late now. Yep. It's that's- out there. We would have already hit the number with the number two. But I'll tell you, if you just do stay well and listen, like it comes up. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would think yeah. it should show up anyway. It does. It but yeah, does. if you haven't and you're listening to us talk about games, you probably would want to read David's book about that era of Blizzard. I yep. know I want to. So. Yep. And, you know, shout out to the people. There's If you have $1,500 lying around, there is a tier for that. Yes. Uh, which I guess for a book is a pretty high tier. 
it is a high tier. I kind of threw that together. I'm like, you know what? Someone in chat says that like every crowdfunding campaign needs the super lucrative, ridiculous tier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, what would I what would I put together? You get signed, personalized copies of all of my books, which is a pretty high number at this point, mm-hmm. in paperback and ebooks. You can come to Ohio and party with me mm-hmm. on this they won't listen to release date. Uh, Amy's put together a gift bag. You so get like that's you get July t-shirts. 2019. It's June or July 2019. Because yeah, I saw Romsteady post that he's going to come to Canton, Ohio. Yeah, next summer. Yep, I saw him tweet that, and I was like, yep. "Oh shit! I guess yeah. we'll have to take him on the Northeast Ohio diet." Tour. That's right, man. <laughs> that's right. We're gonna have food. We're gonna have games. Uh, we'll just hang out, talk about the book. You'll get copies of all my books. You'll get a gift bag with like. They won't listen. T-shirts, bookmarks, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be it'll be fun. If you have fifteen hundred bucks, plug it into uh, <laughs> the Kickstarter and come party in Northeast Ohio. I yeah. I mean, I'm already here, so it's intriguing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was gonna invite you anyway. Okay. Regardless. Yeah, I figure I'd be because if especially if Romsteady's coming. Yeah, dude. He's gonna have to hang out with us. That's right. Uh, yeah. But we'll see who else we can get. Yeah. One last shout out. Did you see Mark Rebele? Uh, look at pancakes. He's moving. Is he? Where's he going? New York City. Wow. Yeah. Which I guess he lived in before, but this is like his big move, man. Like he's trying to push the music thing really big. Good for him. So. If you know anyone booking or doing any kind of event planning in New York City, our listeners out there, it's loopdaddydoesnyc at gmail.com. Okay. If you like Mark's music, which I absolutely love Mark's music. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's brilliant and talented and inspirational. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I've been listening to a lot lately is his album. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I love that guy. I just wanted to give him another shout out. Very cool. If you're out in new york city booking music acts he's very experimental he's huge on youtube you're gonna draw a crowd if you book this guy so Mm -hmm. i don't know who we have out there listening to us but i thought i'd throw it out there for the loop daddy and maybe we'll end the show with one of his songs cool uh so yeah that's our show thanks everyone for listening go out there and do it for shack news Because it's about to go down up in this. 
Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here. Everybody look out, Blackbeard's here. Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's coming and he's taking your shit. Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's coming and he's taking your shit. You better watch out now. Blackbeard's here, Blackbeard's here with the crew right now. Who's gonna come into your town? Knock it in your town to take your shit and... Yes? Hello, ma'am. Uh, hi. Hey, I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Maxwell Beard. It's great to meet you. Maxwell, that's nice to meet you. Have we uh, crossed paths before? No, 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 no. I, I just docked, just coming in, wanted to introduce myself to the town, say hello, and uh, let you know that uh, I'm Blackbeard, bitch. Blackbeard, bitch. Dead in the house. I'm taking the shit. Dead out the house right now, goddammit. I'm coming in and I'm taking your stuff. I'ma take that and I'ma take that. I'ma take this and that and this. I'ma take that. Get the kids out the house. Get the kids out the house. Blackbeard coming now.